magic is power. My name is Patrick. I am your legacy newbie. With me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry Me. What's up, my friend? Not much, Pat. Not much. Not too happy about the circumstances tonight, but I guess I'll have to put up with it. <laughs> we have brought on um, all of our friends. This is basically one of Jerry's Speak infamous dinners. This is Jerry's infamous <laughs> dinner where we've invited everyone onto the podcast. Uh, everyone's included. Um, but before we get into introducing all of our guests, and there are quite a few, uh, I want to tell you guys about HipsterTheCoast.com. You know, we're brought to you every Friday on Hipsters of the Coast. You can check them out for awesome legacy content and more. And also, if you want to support the show, you can visit Patreon.com slash LeavingALegacy. Uh, you know, it helps us out a bunch. Uh, we have a ton of supporters who are already doing it. We really thank you guys for your support there. Um, we have awesome rewards, stickers, and shout-outs, and playmats, and a bunch more. So check it out. The link is in the show notes. Uh, and so, with that kind of taken care of, I do want to introduce some of our guests here. Uh, firstly, the lovely Katie Bates. Hello, how is everybody? Great. I, now that I'm married. Oh yeah, boy. that's exciting. Yeah, What exciting. a mistake. <laughs> it could have been worse. I could have married Jerry. Uh, that's true, that would have been a huge punt. Huge punt. I don't even want to marry Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> you also could have shown up to a wedding late, Kate. <laughs> that's true. You're never going to let that down. Never. Off, like, I was there on time. I told you my my suit blended in with the trees. <laughs> <laughs> or we could have gotten strep through and not been there at all. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Wait, yeah. First of all, let's get this out in the open. I get shit on because I showed up a wee bit late to the wedding. That's the ceremony. I was there for the party. That's literally the most important part, Jerry. <laughs> exactly. No, no, no. no the no, ceremony. You that wedding. Jerry can... Jerry can attest to the fact that this ceremony may not have been the most important. <laughs> you like her, she likes him, you do, you do, kiss, let's go eat. <laughs> That's kind of what happened. Uh, we also have, of course, Aaron. Now that they're married, they, it's always a pair. It's always a pair. Package Is deal, it? right? Oh, fuck. I thought, I mean, I thought that was in the rider. I thought that was in the rider. Could be mistaken. I mean, we tried to get the... Yeah, I'm trying to get Kate without you, Aaron, but you, you just kind of <laughs> slink in there. <laughs> I would have happily went and played Legacy tonight. Someone here has to play Legacy. <laughs> I played uh, this weekend. I got, I got my reps in. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and we have another one on the cast. Hopefully Again? we have enough room for this one, because we got a we got a big old bear in here, Mr. John Sell. So what's up, our friend? Finally, the Bears <laughs> has come back to... Leaving all legacy. He's been waiting so long to say that. He's been so quiet, so so disciplined. <laughs> I, I, it's my wake-up for... call. I don't I don't set an alarm anymore because I just wake up to him texting me that every morning. <laughs> and for the record, I would have shown up on time for the wedding. Just putting it out there. Oh, Bears, I'm sorry. Now I feel awful. <laughs> I feel awful oh, right oh, now. Oh, no. I just wanted to put a slant at Jerry. That was really <laughs> the... <laughs> Come on. I have one goal in life. That's that's fair. Can and I also just job. say that until he just said that your name was John, I really only knew you as Celso. <laughs> it's just easier oh, that way. 
We're ten minutes into the cast and we're already giving out state secrets. <laughs> so it's like an average Monday for you, Jerry, then. Yeah. All right, so we have a lot of stuff to cover, guys, this week on the docket. Uh, the first thing up was the SCG Classic Atlanta. I know this is a little bit of old news, but we did not get a chance to cover it. Uh, what was it, last week, Jerry, when we had uh, uh, Mark. Mark, Mark on? Yeah, we were talking vintage. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, a fine vintage. A fine vintage uh, cast. But our friend Zach Cook did take it down with Infect. Uh, the second place list, which I don't know how much you've delved into this, Jerry, was the Sultai Death Shadow list, piloted by Justin Parnell. Famed EDH commander, Highlander general, whatever you want to call it, of, of uh, <laughs> EDH fandom. Uh, yeah, Justin. So surprising seeing him uh, top eight at a legacy event was pretty cool. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, he's a really had... good player. Yeah? Yeah, he's actually a really good player. He plays a lot of vintage and uh, he plays a lot of vintage and legacy actually. Aside from just commander. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, we've seen Death, yeah, we've seen Death Shadows kind of become a deck in, in legacy, which is really interesting. But we can get into that in a minute. Um, just going down the rest of the top eight. Andrew Hampton pilot, piloting lands, coming in third. Friend of the cast Evan Nyquist on uh, hex steps in fourth. Tyler Hatchell and Caleb Scherer both on storm, coming in fifth and sixth respectively. Uh, Peter Tubergrin, Tubergrin, on Grixis Delver, and Kyle Forbes rounding out the top eight in on Sneakacho. Um, so I think the deck that sticks out the most to us is probably the Death Shadow list, but was there anything else you guys thought was sort of interesting in the top eight here? Um, it seems to I be mean, pretty standard to uh, Storm decks mm-hmm. is eyebrow raising, I want to say. <laughs> it's not the biggest deal, but it's always interesting when uh, Storm puts up multiple uh, finishes in a, in a big event. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of those top eights actually fairly interesting, because that's what we've seen since Miracles has mostly left the format, but still kind of come back. There's a ton of Grixis Delver, which has a great matchup against Storm and Infect, and mm-hmm. Infect took the whole thing down. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So I think that's actually quite interesting. We'll, yeah. have, to, uh, we'll have to get Zach back on and, and kind of pick his brain on that top eight and see what his path to victory was there, I guess. Because <clears throat> I don't know I don't know exactly how the top eight played here, like what he played against, what he didn't. Yeah. Um, should we dive right into Sultai Death Shadow? Just yeah, we address the elephant that. in the room? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, uh, so Justin Parnell came in second with this list. Um, I'm going to run down the deck list real quick, because I, I actually really don't know too much about the modern uh, deck Death Shadow list. So, uh, Creatures, he's running four Death Shadow, four Death Right Shaman. Four Delver of Secrets, two Gurmag Angler. Um, four Brainstorm, four Days, two Dismember, four Force of Will, two Snuff Out, which I've never oh, seen. Oh, yeah. I've never seen that card before. Uh, four Gitaxium Probe, four Ponder, four Thoughtseize, and Land Package, one Breeding Pool, two Flooded Strand, two Misty Rainforest, two Polluted Delta, two Scalding Tarn, one Tropical Island, two Underground Sea, four Wasteland, and two Watery Grave. So, running some of the Shocklands into the Land Package obviously is great. Uh, value for Death Shadow, as well as cards like Thought Seize, Gitaxium Probe. Uh, I guess I guess Snuff, Snuff Out, Out is also really good. <laughs> oh, Snuff, Snuff Out's so good. They used to see a lot more play in Legacy before we had like options like Dismember. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I miss that card. That card is so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Ghastly Demise, Jerry? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's like around when I started playing. Like I, My first ever event was the Legion's pre-release. So I fucking nice. loved Onslaught Block. That was my... Uh, that Such fond memories of that set. So... Ghastly Demise was an Onslaught Block. 
Yeah, it was. Or oh. did it have? Oh, it was uh, like oh, Torment, Torment? Or Odyssey or something. Yeah, it was like yeah, Torment. Well, okay, that it's that stand. It's that standard block. That was what standard was at the time. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to prove you wrong. <laughs> Anywho, course. so we have of a focus course. here. We're gonna talk about the yeah. Grixis Jerry Death Punt Shadow Counter or One, please. Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, do you guys think that first of all, do you think Death Shadow is something that has legs in the legacy format? Do you think that it's getting a couple like uh, finishes here and there because it's maybe a little bit lesser known of a deck like when <clears throat> when uh what was a deck the the blue red <clears throat> deck that got punted out of modern um fucking splinter twin splinter yeah twin. splinter twin where that started making a few a few re- like had a few results in legacy events um i know locally at least do you think this is kind of that same uh, effect here or do you think this deck I- actually has legs I think that this deck kind of is, like, as we see from the top eight where there are two Storm decks, like, I feel like this deck's going to be really hit or miss on whether it does well right now, because I feel like its Storm matchup has got to be fucking awful. I mean, they're, like, literally trying to destroy their own life total. Mm-hmm. So Storm's like, oh, sweet, I always get Storm count to five! Like, uh, yeah, it's like, Lotus Petal, Dark Ritual, Tendrils kill you? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah so, especially with rough. Fatal Push in the format, so it's just like, who, who cares? Mm-hmm. Who cares about this deck? I mean, I think it's a fun deck, don't get me wrong, and I think it's got potential um, to uh, to sneak its way in, but I don't know if we're going to see it being a huge game changer with so much combo going on. Yeah. But, I don't I don't think it being a big game changer. I just always find it interesting whenever uh, decks bleep formats. Um, you know, it's kind of like a, uh, a very permeable wall between vintage and legacy and modern and you can see decks jump over and that's often when we see these new breakout decks that's because they first got their legs in another format and people are porting them over mm-hmm. so i don't think i don't think it's gonna take over the format or warp the more uh format in any way but i think it's definitely proved itself as a viable deck yeah now probe's been probe is not legal in in uh modern correct uh, well, it was recently banned, wasn't okay. it? So, like, I think probably six months ago. Yeah, So, and they, they don't get to play with cards like Deathrite Shaman. Um, so certainly some cards here that seem like it makes the deck a little bit more powerful. Isn't it the most powerful deck in Modern right now? Like, I, I always hear Modern players complaining about yes, Death Shadow. I think, well, I, I don't know if it's, like, like the... I think it's the best deck in the format, but I don't think it's, um, like, cr- like, crushing uh, the metagame, so to speak. No, and I think that Wizards would agree with that, because they obviously chose not to ban anything. I mean, it was a lot of decks for a while, but it's Mm -hmm. kind of toned down a lot, because everyone was easily able to respond to it. It's not a deck you can't respond to. Right. Well, Death Shadow is actually why they banned Probe, mostly. Like, Probe went really well into Infect, it went really well into Storm, stuff like that, but, like, honestly, it was just because Death Shadow was really starting to take over the format, where they Mm -hmm. banned Probe to try and kind of nip it in the butt. Yeah. Now, when we had Zach Cook on uh, a few episodes ago, he made a case for actually banning Probe in Legacy. How do you guys feel about that? What's it, what was his reasoning? I missed that episode. I'm sorry. Well, just that uh. it doesn't like it's it's not <clears throat> in the in the the decks that abuse it, it's very powerful. Um, and the decks that don't really abuse it, like they can they can do with or without it because it's basically like a, it can be 
considered like a training wheels card in some decks. Like you don't need to run it in a deck like Infect, which is obviously where he's kind of the perspective he's coming from, at least I believe. Um, for mm-hmm. for Infect, it's, that's a card that you can cut because it's really like it's more like training wheels, like he was saying. Like if you're a really good Magic player and you know the matchups <clears throat> and you have some kind of intuition, um, you're able to know your opponent's hand. Whereas Gitaxian Probe is kind of just cheating that cheating that into your skill set, I guess. Yeah, I can back that up also from the Sneakin' Show uh, community perspective. Gitaxian Probe's definitely seen as a, uh, a training wheels type card. Right. Um, Huey Jensen is famous for saying, this is like years ago when Sneakin' Show was going through a, like a real dominant patch in uh, Legacy. Um, Huey Jensen was doing, giving an interview, and the interviewer asked him, why aren't you running Gitaxian Probe uh, in your list? And he looks straight at the camera and just says, because I already know what's in my opponent's hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, funny. so for the decks like like Zach was saying, like th- decks like Storm, like Gitaxian Probe is an insane card for a deck like Storm because it's essentially pay two life, get a free Storm counter, mm-hmm. and it 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 replaces itself. So it's like it's like almost just having this extra ability. And it's also Plus like know what to what know what to name with Cabal Therapy and know like what yeah, your counter but, magic is in your opponent's hand, what to play around, and all that stuff. Yeah, that's I guess that's I'm like just not scary. hearing an argument for why it's broken enough to be banned like i'm hearing arguments for why it can be very good but is that really pushing it to the point that it needs to be banned like is it really disrupting the the format enough in a negative way that we feel like the format would be better without it i think the Mm, that's tough to say i mean i'm never really a proponent for loose bans on cards i think you should be able to play with the cards um i think we should always do more unbans than bans but I can definitely see the arguments as far as Gitaxian Probe just does something that is, it feels almost wrong in Magic. Like, it essentially lets you cheat the requirement, so you're no longer running a 60-card deck, you're running a 56-card deck. And that's a big deal for a deck like Storm that's all about the percentages. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying Storm's a problem now, but, you know, the biggest worry everyone had with Miracles being banned out is that Storm was going to dominate. And we are definitely seeing Storm put up a lot of results. It put up two in this event. Um, I see it pop up here and there. It's definitely not a problem, but it's just something I'm, like, I'm keeping an eye on. I mean, I'm going to say the same thing I said when people keep suggesting about banning either Brainstorm or Deathrite Shaman. This isn't modern. If you want this to be modern, go play modern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one's going to stop you from playing a bad format. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no one's going to stop you whatsoever. Please, go play a crap format, realize how dumb and wrong you are, and then come back to us. We'll happily accept you back, and you I'll... can eat a Gristlebrand all day. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like some of the best decks in the format aren't running it, and the decks that are running it... Are, while they might be good decks and they might make up a decent percentage, aren't so high that they're like they're really destroying the format. Now, if we see Storm like quadruple the number of top eights, it's seeing yeah, let's sit down and have this conversation because that's mm. that's a possible in the long term. I mean, unfortunately, Miracles is somehow still fucking finding top eights. <laughs> I know. So. I can't believe it won uh, MKM series. <laughs> well, I'm jumping ahead, but we'll get to that. But I find I mean, that hilarious. <laughs> and I, 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 when we get to that, I have plenty of things to say. I just, I think it's definitely uh, a card to keep an eye on, but I don't see it anywhere in the danger zone. No. So. no. I mean, in all fairness, the the deck that it's strongest in isn't even just Storm anyway. The deck it's strongest in is in Grixis Delver. Because in Grixis Delver, like, in Storm, you're going to probe your opponent. You might cobble therapy and hit one or two copies of a card, and then you're done. In Grixis, you're like, probe your opponent, cobble therapy, take exactly what I want. 
play Young Pyromancer, get a spell out, cast another flashback cobble therapy, get two more cards possibly. Like that's where it's actually at strongest, and that's not broken at all. So there's really no reason to ban the damn card, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the way I look yeah. at that. I what mean, about yeah, you, Salso? Exactly. It's you, you not. Have... Oh yeah, like you care about my my good well being, Jerry. You, we all, I, we I know better. Sure, I'm just checking to make sure you're still alive. You've been silent for a while. <laughs> hey, look, look, look. We know you're trying your hardest to add value here. I get it, you know. But it's really an A plus for effort. It's A plus for effort versus well, you know is, what, is really what we're actually doing. Also, like, is there really effort there? Because that's the problem, right? Yeah. You know, like, I could lift the finger, and that's considered effort, too. So, like, you know... <laughs> what are your views on Gataxian Probe? <laughs> yeah, like, Can we go to it's... my real problem with this deck list? I love the idea of this setup. Yeah, I think that's all we need to hear out of Celso. Let's move on. What, what were you saying, Kate? <laughs> in the sideboard, man. There are nine one-ofs, and the other six cards are two-ofs. It's driving me nuts. Driving me nuts. Ooh. Sorry, Celso, but I saw <laughs> good. went off topic quick. So, like, so this card is, like, I think in our format, this card is very good, but I never heard, like, somebody say that, oh, well, this deck is now busted because of Gitaxian Probe. It, it It's a good role player, but it's not, like, the main reason you'd go ham on the deck because of that card, you know? It just it just gives an extra tool for decks like Storm, Grixis, Delver, um, even Infect, for that matter, who's trying to fill up their graveyard for a Become Immense. Like, it's just helping enable them get to where they want to go. Well, by all means, though, it's not like the backbreaking card that's tearing apart the whole format. So I think it's a perfectly fine, fair card, but it's not doing the damage it was doing in Modern between Infect, uh, Storm, Shadow Decks. Um, I'm sure I can probably think of a few others, but to Aaron, Aaron made a really good point about crap format. So... Um, we don't need to think any further on that. Um, and Vintage is kind of an interesting nut because they restricted the card. Um, but I think it's just one of those, like, there's just a billion cantrips in that particular format versus ours, and they need to kind of tame it because, you know, there's lots of really, really good ones, and the decks are pretty busted already. So yeah, They have so many free spells, basically, in Vintage. It's not fucking funny. So I can see why Gitaxian Probe would need to be limited there, but we're not we don't want to open that can of worms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This conversation. Yeah. It's right, like... I'm, I'm slapping a seal on this. Gitaxian yeah. probe, fine for legacy, but we just want you to be better people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. So yeah, let's. So the Death Shadow deck that got second place that we all want to discuss. So for me, I don't think it's going to ever take over the format. But one thing that this deck does that is very common in Legacy is it plays cheapest efficient threats and cheap, efficient uh, interaction and dis- disruption, which is really key to victory in Legacy. So I think that although the deck isn't particularly a popular choice in Legacy now, we might start seeing it pop up now that it's shown that, you know, again, it can make a top eight. It can put up results by a good pilot and someone that wants to play it, someone that's interested in playing it, because it has that right formula of spells that are cheap and effective and creatures that are cheap and effective. Yeah. Uh, what about it as also just a budget option? Um, the fact that it runs yeah. uh, shock lands, it does still run some dual lands, but three dual lands are easier than six. In all fairness, I mean, you probably it, could drop To be fair, it's two UC and a trop. Like, for that price, you could buy, if you're playing in different colors, a lot of dual lands. UC yeah. and trop are the well, more expensive if, ones. Let, let's say you're starting to buy into the format, right? So, like, say... 
one of the first decks they go to is Storm because it plays, you know, three duels and the LEDs. But outside of that, it's not that crazy expensive. From a deck like Ant, it's really not hard to move over to a fair deck like this deck because you just have to pick up the Force of Wills. That's your main money card from that point onward. You know, because I mean, you pretty much have the fetches. And Force of Wills dropped in price quite a bit. Yeah, and Wastelands come down considerably too, so that's not as bad of a, a get as it used to be. Mm. I mean, so I... I- I was just going to add that I played the deck before, like a previous iteration, and I think the de- deck's actually I remember pretty that. good. Um, and even against combo, it's really not that bad because since you have the ABU duels in the deck, you could play a game where, like, you know, you're not going to snuff out or dismember stuff against Storm. Your only, like, pain card is really Thoughtseize at that point, and Thoughtseize isn't terrible against the combo decks of the format mm-hmm. because it's such a proactive hate card. And then you have your Dazes and your Force of Wills to kind of protect yourself and your Death Rites and Delvers, and then eventually Gurmag Angler would hit. But it is kind of a, a minor hindrance that, like, your Death Shadows can't get online that fast against the decks because you do have to be a little careful about your um, life total. But against the fair decks, though, especially ones that don't have, like, easy access to, you know, killing, like, a 7-7 Death Shadow, like a Grixis Delver, for example, like, that card's pretty boss. Yeah, I mean, going back to the combo point, I actually think this deck, other than Storm, just because of the way Storm functions, and that they can just go, like, Storm Count 3 tendrils you, um, (laughs) for other combo decks like Sneak Attack, that's actually a huge advantage, because when Sneak Attack kills you, it's going to kill you no matter what life total you're at, whether you're at 2 life or whether you're at 20 life, it doesn't really matter that hey, much for Sneak and Show. You say that, but I it played happens. against them on Mud, and <laughs> we still won through a couple of hits. I know. it's uh, Corner cases cause it, but for the majority of the time, when Sneak and Show attacks, it's attacking for the win. So a deck like uh, a, uh, Death Shadow can throw its life away and not give a, give a shit because they know if, they, if the Sneak and Show player combos off, they lose regardless. So it can just go balls to the wall with just throwing its life away and getting those Death Shadows as pumped up as possible. Mm. As much as it hurts me to say it, you made a good point, Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry, Barris. Are you all right? Point, Jerry? Points? Ding? (laughs) So you're at At negative 40. Okay, good for you. It was the first time for everything, guys. Let's not get too excited. (laughs) Um, All right, so do we want to move on to the Titanium Series event? Uh, real quick, I just want to mention on that Death Shadows list, uh, pulled up a market average. Now, granted, this will tend high because it includes some certain high-priced websites, but it is clocking in at an estimated $2,220 in paper. Yeah. So, still pretty pricey, even even by... 2000 Yeah. Um, oh, it's one- probably calculating in, like... Um- the what's it called? What's the lands? The funky new lands expeditions. Yeah, perhaps. calculating those. No, it's not that. It's well, it's it's pricing underground seas at four hundred each. Um, now you can get underground seas for cheaper than that, but that is the quote unquote uh, market price on underground seas, and it's coming in with force of wills. A playset of force of wills is clocking in at three hundred, and I will say. I have been seeing, yeah, yeah, Kate, you Good you know God. this much better than I with doing prices all the time, but I have yeah. noticed Force of Wills trending up in price. They have been. Uh, they've definitely been going up pretty consistently. I, I'm always shocked sometimes when I log on at work. For those who don't know, uh, my job is 40 hours a week pricing and buying magic cards. <laughs> um, and I, I'm sometimes really surprised by jumps on cards, and Force of Will dropped pretty low for a while, and it has been trending up, and I was pretty surprised to see the old printing up at 9D, I think I saw it. 
Wow, that's, uh, that's where it was yeah. before the reprinting. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And the reprint is normally around the same price as the old. For a while, the reprint was worth more than yeah. the original printing, which, <laughs> ugh, don't even get me started on that. It, which is weird, because Wastelands dropped significantly. Yeah. So, so well. I was really surprised. You can get Wastelands for $20 now. Yeah, so. which, it just really shows the resilience of uh, Force of Will. Uh, I, I feel Force of Will is definitely like the Tarmogoyf effect. When they first reprinted Tarmogoyf, Tarmogoyf went up in price after the you know minor dip at the beginning. Um, so I see Force of Will uh, with Eternal Masters drawing up uh, copies coming off the market. And I think it's pretty inarguable that Eternal Masters gave a real big boost to the Legacy community. I've talked to mm. so many people who started playing Legacy because of Eternal Masters, and those people are, you know, getting to the point where they're putting together their serious decks, and they want those Force of Wills. Yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, there's a lot of prices that have been trending back upwards. I mean, it was nice to see, like, the the newest printing of Tarmogoyf, is a great example, is at around sixty five seventy right now, but the Future State printing is still at one thirty, and it's been trending. All of them have been trending up on price. So it's interesting to see that, like, while it helped because it's pulling so many people in, the prices are starting to go back up again. Wizards, however, has been really great about acknowledging the price issues in the legacy and vintage community, and they seem to be interested in reprints, so I'm hoping that they'll keep trying to do reprints until the point that, you know, prices don't go astronomical. Um, I mean, everyone may call me a fool all the time, constantly, to my face, but (laughs) (laughs) I have high hopes that Iconic Masters will deliver. I'm hoping that we see Iconic Masters chock full of Eternal goodies. You're gonna see Agreed. fucking shivan dragons and <laughs> don't you shut your <laughs> mouth. You're gonna see shivan dragons. You're gonna see healing salve. You're gonna see a bunch of. It's gonna be. I think oh, healing salve is, uh, is healing be... salve on the reserve list. No, I don't no think so. Idea. No, okay. no, because it was the so, same healing cycle. Been, it's been printed as like recent as like eighth edition or something. Yeah. So uh, I just think because it it's it was in the cycle with ancestral recall. Right. So, that, yeah. We have to remember though that they've really stepped up on their reprint policy and they're like open awareness about prices fairly recently iconic masters probably had already gone through r&d before they made a lot of these major changes so we have to remember that it has a possibility of being really fucking awesome or really disappointing all of us i have a press pass to hascon through hipsters so i'm hoping i get to get my hands on good stuff and not go and go why am i here My plan is just to show up there and just wearing a three-piece suit and a top hat and just scream, I'm a shareholder, let me through. <laughs> <laughs> I demand to see the president. Are you going Avoid. down to a, you're going to ha- down to Hascon for sure, Kate? Me, uh, I'm still waiting for positive confirmation, but last I heard, I definitely have a press pass. So yes. I, yes. I applied for mine as well, so hopefully I get get to go down as well. Yeah, that'd be bomb. Um, also, just a reminder for anybody interested in press passes, Hipsters is always looking for new writers mm-hmm. and people to come, come, and we're always hiring. So, you know, go on our website, fill out a contact us form, or hit us up through Twitter. Just saying. Unless Pretty you cool. suck. We're not going to hire you. You suck. <laughs> thanks, thanks for keeping them grounded, Aaron. <laughs> I just want to make sure. Not everyone's hopes can come true. Uh, wait, I want to know where Pat is getting a press pass from. I just that does work, jury. okay? I say the link jury. That does work. Yeah. He gets you rewarded. See, you yeah, do you no see, work, but, you don't get rewarded. <laughs> see, when people actually contribute to podcasts, they sometimes get to do things. <laughs> it's a novel concept, I know, but that's how the world works, actually. <laughs> So do we want to jump on into the Titanium series like yeah. we said we were? <laughs> I do, yeah. Um, 
So, I think one of the coolest things about this is I, I, I wasn't able to go to this event. I know Jerry went and he got crushed by basically everyone who's in the top eight. So, Jerry is Jerry's your walking by for this week. But, um, <laughs> but you know what I love about it is that these are just all people that we know. And a lot of people yeah, we've already had in the cast. Which this is, is fucking literally awesome. everyone who goes to Etsy. Like, yeah. literally everybody. Five so out cool. of the top eight are like, yeah. I'm like, oh. So... So we had uh, Zach Turgeon with All in Red, which is his, uh, his Mog Stompy list right, that he's known for. It's not Mog Stompy anymore, but he's, yeah. Yeah, he's like definitely changed it. There's no oh, Mog yeah. pictures anymore. He's testing this with is... Hazard the Pervert, the pervert and oh, uh, right, he's right, saying right. Rich. Oh, that's his new iteration, but it seems it worked out well for him, so that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, always, yeah. He's amazing. He's everything I love. I mean, Zach and I, whether it seems like it or not, play very similar style decks where we're like, shut up, you can't do anything, <laughs> we're going to wreck your face. No fun for you, all the fun for me. Yeah, pretty much. So I really love this deck. I would definitely play it, and, and uh, Zach's got good taste. <laughs> nice. Uh, I don't friend- see all drowsy here. Yeah. How does uh, oh and actually so Goblin Rabble Master gets in under the ensnaring bridge as long as he has two cards because it go yes. it increases in power after it attacks. It mm-hmm. is an attack trigger, yeah. Oh, so he can attack with like a ten two goblin rabble master with an ensnaring bridge in play. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How many other goblins would that take, Jerry? Uh I'm not doing math. Okay. <laughs> Four? Well, how many other goblin rabble masters are there? That's the question. <laughs> I love that the Gee. guy who has finance for a career can't do math. Yeah, well, that's very simple math. <laughs> my brain, my brain is tired. I do math all day. I don't want to do math now. I want to enjoy this. I want to enjoy this Mocha IPA from Stone Brewery. San, San Diego's finest brewery. Is Find them in your local. <laughs> uh, we also had our friend Tom Smiley on Bant Deathblade coming in second. That's surprised. Pretty good. Yeah. He's great. I love Tom. Got tight play. He's been playing the deck for a while, so I'm not surprised. You know, the deck's decent. Uh, actually, he he top aided both events. He also top aided the modern event the day before. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. And he that. had buys right so, all the way through the top eight. No, I mean he had a buy <laughs> the first round because he was finishing top eight for modern. We were joking about it though that if his matches went long enough, he would get buys throughout the entire tournament. <laughs> but he 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 scrubbed out in the uh, I think top eight. Uh, he didn't. He didn't make it past there, but so he got into legacy real quick. Wait, he made top color. eight and he scrubbed out it's of the top bad. eight. Yeah, as in like the first round of top eight. Yeah, I got you. I'm just joking. This is a four color deck. They lied. This is not bad. So uh, the death play just refers to death right being the black splash. Yeah. Oh. So it's mostly well, it's bad, just, but it's got the black splash like uh, an abrupt decay, some death rights, and leovolds. That's mm-hmm. not oh. Eight, just just a tiny one for eight cards. <laughs> I mean, gonna, it's really gonna, like it's really I'm like gonna, six cards because with death ray it's like one half of the ability, not even a half of the abilities. It's a thirty of the. I'm ability giving now. a point to Kate on this. Yeah, I mean, come on, guys, this is this is bullshit. That is a four color deck. I love you, Tom. I love this. I, there's nothing wrong with your deck. I just it's not fucking bad. Death Blade, It's four color. What are they gonna saying? start? What are they gonna start calling this? What was that stupid thing they were doing during standard where they were like? Oh, um, black like teamer, teamer black, or like <laughs> they were doing like teamer black. They were doing like uh, I think like stop. Sultai white, Dave, crap if you like ever that. Want to put any part of your body near me again? You're, you're gonna stop saying it? those words. Mardu <laughs> blue, that was one. Of oh yeah, Mardu blue. <laughs> That's the do you, do you say those words in bed, Aaron? I just want to know. <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. Ready? Celso. 
Chess guy black. <laughs> oh, well, I wasn't warm and tingly until you said chess guy. <laughs> uh, I just there's ceiling so. happening. Permanent, permanent sealage. Uh, hey, look. I mean, you figured since Kate's checking out Tom's deck, you know, Aaron and I could, you know, ch- chat it up a little bit. That's all. <laughs> I do want to point out a spicy number in Tom's list, though. Uh, instead of the traditional Jace better than all mind sculptor. Tom opted for Gideon Alley of Zendikar. Ally? Ally. God damn it, Jerry. <laughs> I'm speaking so dumb. <laughs> oh my god, I can't. <laughs> Jerry, not Alley of the podcast. Jeez, Jerry. <laughs> but, no, I agree, though. That is, that is, a, that is a spicy, spicy add-in. It's a- I can attest. Gideon I like is it. Insane, like, is, is, is Gideon legacy. better than Chase in this deck? Um, I, I actually pressure. think so. I mean, they've got Leable for card draw, and they've got Force, and they've got Days. So, like, they're pretty good at locking people out. Hmm. And they've got so, four Brainstorm. What, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty boss against, like, the Black-Green X mid-range decks, and mm-hmm. also the... Um, the like miracles types decks too, because it's just a threat that's four mana that's hard for them to get off the board, and it just keeps farting out these two twos, which you can put equipment on for fun, and it's just like it's a solid beating. That was what I got of it when I played the deck those couple of weeks. Not to mention, everyone and their mother knows True Name Nemesis is probably one of the best cards a fair deck can run. So everyone's running minus one, minus one effects. Gideon Ally blanks those. Uh, Our friend of the cast, Lawrence, uh, top eight in an event uh, out in, I don't know, wherever, Chicago. Wherever you live, Lawrence, I forget. (laughs) Ohio? But uh, he was running Zealous Persecution Main. That's really good. I mean, Zealous Persecution is awesome, but it's traditionally a sideboard card. He was running Zealous Main. So, for those decks that want to kill True Name and are running these minus one, minus one counters, slamming a Gideon and just making an emblem right away so that all your True Names get to be threats again is a lot of power. I mean, even I mean, so, like, a Noble Hierarch plus a Gideon emblem is a five damage a turn swing. Like, <laughs> And you also have to remember that Gideon is, like, so OP, like, on his own against black-green decks, like, that alone is just a good enough reason. Like, black-green, oh, there's no black-green decks in the format at all. Nope, no siree. I mean, come on. It's, like, a huge chunk of the format right now, so to be running a card that's literally just meant, that literally just wrecks them is pretty good on its own. Yeah. I really like the Gideon. Good good, good eyes, Tom. Good eyes. <laughs> um, and just to go down the, the top eight All real four quick. of them. <laughs> uh, we had Adam Nash um, with Grixis Delver, Tim o- excuse me, Tim O'Dowd uh, in fourth with Maverick. We had our friend Josh Sissio, who's been on the cast, piloting uh, Checkpile. He doesn't um, call it Checkpile, generally. No, he's, I'm, he's, he's like, God, it's my own thing. I'm doing my own thing yeah. with it. <laughs> I was going to say, it's Sissio yeah. like, Pile. It has, it has <laughs> Colgan's command, so it's just going to be Checkpile. Like, I know uh, it's his he's... own thing, but it's just that's just true. Sissio actually slayed me in the tournament round two with this list. Uh, Dude, I heard an eight-year-old slayed you in a tournament. Like, <laughs> no, no, that was the air guitar tournament I entered afterwards. Uh, we had uh, Lucas von Sampson in, in sixth with death, death and taxes. Uh, our friend Adam Wallace in seventh with elves. And no, not Ma- elves. Elves! There's right, an exclamation right. point included. It, it is a super spicy elf. Who are you talking to, Pat? Sorry, no, my brother came in. I got my, uh, he brought me my coach's whistle. Tell your brother to fuck off. We're trying to record a podcast. 
Um, uh, yeah, so Adam Wallace with Elves, and uh, Caleb Comtois rounding out the top eight with Lands. Wow, you're as bad as Jerry Comtois. Come on, man, that's French. It's Comtois, if it's French. Comtois. No, that's, that's not how he says his name. He's wrong. <laughs> Good. Comtois. Good. Comtois. Well, can I just say this is a stacked top eight? These are uh, yeah. all very good players. Like these are all the, these. I mean, the cool thing is that these are the people that we play every week at. Like that's entertainment, which is pretty sick. Yeah, yeah. they're also but at I mean, Etsy all the time, so it's like. I know kinda... six of these people between the two stores. I don't know Tim O'Dowd. The name no. looks familiar, but I can't place it. Yeah. yeah, I know at least five of these people, and I, I don't get out to the local events very often. So, I just, yeah. it's just awesome seeing all these all these good people top eighting these events. Um, that elves list, by the way, Adam, spicy. I mean, one shaman of the pack, three driven and despair. Like Ooh. what? This oh list my is god! So yes. good. Ooh. I want to play this list except driven, the second elves. A twins elite. He, like hello. He wrecked me with this on camera. Driven to despair. <laughs> okay, uh, driven to despair. Oh, I heard you're bad, Jerry, and yeah. we're not supposed to listen to your podcast anymore. Yeah, totally. Don't do it. I'm okay. It's one of All the. Right. Uh, I'm logging off now. It's one of the aftermath cards from uh from what is this? What does this say? Hour of destruction. Hour of devastation. Devastation. Yeah. So so the the driven side is one in a green for a sorcery until end of turn creatures you control gain trample and whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player draw a card which seems great in elves and he then the, dis- the, nature. <laughs> the the aftermath side is uh despair which is one in a black for a sorcery. Until end of turn, creatures you control gain menace, and whenever this com- whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, that player discards a card. That seems great in elves. Yeah, that's really good. If that's you want so to he's gone, he's gone a little bit away from the natural order package. Mm-hmm. He completely away. There's no natural order. Yeah. Oh yeah, none on the board either. Com- yeah, I was talking to him. He completely cut natural order for driven to despair. That's fucking cool. That's cool. Uh, if you want to see how good it is, watch our feature match. It <laughs> destroys me. So right. we're, it's it's a uh, I believe it's game three. Um, it's like turn four. If he passes back to me, I'm slamming sneak attack and uh, activating it to attack with Emrakul. I believe is where my board state is. He has four elves in play. And uh, four mana has not made a land drop yet. And he casts Driven, and I look at it. And I'm like, huh. Until end of turn, he gets to draw a card when he attacks. He's like, well, I have no blockers. I don't want him to draw four cards. Uh, I guess I'll use this Force of Will in my hand to counter it. And then I'm like, wait a second. If I counter Driven, then he just flashes back Despair, hits me for four, and makes me discard my hand. <laughs> oh, wow, you are shit. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'm not going to let that happen. I have the win in hand. I just have to hope he blanks on it. So he casts Driven. I let it resolve. And then he tries and casts Despair, and I force a will to Despair. He proceeds to t- uh, hit me, draw four cards, slam uh, a cradle, and proceeds to go off and just murder my face. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, Driven to Despair was very effective in our matchup. And uh, I think you said, uh, talking to him afterward, it, w- it did him really well throughout the tournament. Nice. The main board, Gaddick Teague, is also very interesting. Yeah, oh my god. Like I'm not used to seeing that main board. 
I, he was like fucking set up to take me down. Like he, uh, green sun Zenith for Gaddock Teague, which turns off my planeswalkers and my sneak attacks, meaning that I can only win with a show and tell. And then he, no force of will. <laughs> yeah. Also mm. no force of will. And then he freaking crop rotates for goddamn Caracas. <laughs> 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 fucking crop rotation for Caracas oh, out of elves. Bouncing. <laughs> like, oh. You know what I love? You know what I love? Justice. <laughs> That's my love. That's the that story that awesome. warms my heart real well. Uh, With a side of Jerry's demise, it's just oh, like, oh. Uh, um, oh, another yeah. Let's put another, Jerry's keys in a bottle. It'll be beautiful. <laughs> oh, baby. Uh, I already do that. It's on eBay. They're like $150 a bottle. <laughs> I, I want real tears, to Stuff your mattress. Is it not as firm as it used to be? Yeah, it's not. It's not. I, I need that lumbar support. <laughs> <laughs> um, another interesting addition to the deck is I haven't really seen this in other elves list, but uh, I don't even know how to pronounce this. Dwinin's elite. Yeah, that, oh, that's what I was to pronounce earlier. a word. Surprise, surprise. Uh, how do? How would you pronounce that? <laughs> Dwinin's elite, but I would say it like I knew what I was talking about. Dwinin's <laughs> elite, I think it's called. Yeah, I would uh, agree with Dwinin's elite. Yeah. Anyways, one and a green for a two-two, which is all right. Already decent stats. One might call it a bear. When it comes into play, if you control another elf, put a one-one green elf warrior creature token onto the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Dude, it says elf. Warrior. Oh, Jerry made a funny. Anyway. I get it now. Jerry, you're fired. <laughs> Thanks. I get it. He went bear because we have Celso here, and he's a bear. So not a pun. I- Get it now. It's but a play a on words. Well, I said it was a funny, not a pun. So <laughs> I was clarifying it for the listeners at home who are saying, nice pun, Jerry. I got their backs. <laughs> it's not punny. Yeah. This is a weird one because it it's primarily there to avoid the sack effects and stuff like that. Um, but I'm used to playing it in modern where I'm playing like three or four X of this because it works really, really well with... Um, Heritage Druid, because you could like play Heritage Druid turn one, play that turn two, then you have three guys to make three mana and go ham and do stuff like that. But I guess like it actually in this deck it plays more like a mini army in a can because I guess what what uh, Adam's doing is he's putting this in the play, gets the one one, bounces it with Wireward Symbio and keeps playing it over and over and over again, it keeps getting more and more guys, and he just right. gets swarmed by one ones because it looks like he's set up more to grind than combo. In this particular list, yeah. You also like, have to remember he's kind of almost three colors, so having extra elves to tap down with Burstler Ranger is actually pretty helpful too, since that'll let him make a mana of any color. I mean, he's got Gaddic T, and I know he's going to Green Sun for a lot of it, but Shaman of the Pact, he's got Gaddic T, Driven in Despair. Like color fixing is a real thing for him. He is running one Savannah and two Bayou, but I mean, sometimes like I mean, Zach won first place, and he runs pretty much every version of. Blood Moon, you can imagine. Yeah. So having access to other colors and having creatures to tap down for it is pretty important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he- like a few few weeks ago, I played elves against. Uh, I happened to get matched up against Pox, which was beautiful, quote unquote. Uh, maybe for Aaron, it's beautiful. For me, it's yeah. the other version of beautiful. And yeah. I won with zero lands in play because I had virtual rangers, and like I could care less that he's sinkholing and wastelanding me because I'm still making mana and enough mana to make like crit, you know put out critter health and kill him and stuff but mm-hmm. yeah like it like that I, I love that he's playing two copies of this card because it's really effective mm. also with uh dwin's elite uh is keep in mind because he cut the natural orders 
uh, for those driven to the spares, he has to hard cast uh, Craterhoof Behemoth every single time. Mm-hmm. And Dwin's Elite is basically free when you pair it with uh, Gaia's Cradle, uh, you know, because, and if you're, like Kate said, just bouncing it over and over again, you're going to turn that Gaia's Cradle on real fast to hard cast that uh, Craterhoof Behemoth. Mm-hmm. You mean like Pat said, because Pat and I aren't the same person? <laughs> Wait, didn't I say that? <laughs> No, it wasn't me. <laughs> I am not one to talk about how elves affect how oh, elves work. Boy. Yeah, I'm like Pat. Just, yeah, that, was, that was definitely Celso. Uh, you just no, this, all the elves sure. as they come up. This is when like farmer. Like this is when like a ghost shows up and we rip the mask off and it turns out it was <laughs> Father Brown said it all the time. Meddling kids. Yeah. Adam is Adam is definitely one of those people who is constantly trying to innovate with the elves deck. Um, yeah. He was uh, he I, was on his own podcast for a while. We should have him on because he he loves elves and he's super knowledgeable. I think this build is really yeah. neat. Uh, well, yeah, he was he also keeps meticulous notes because he has a spreadsheet of all of his sanctioned elves matches, and I think it's over six hundred sanctioned elves matches at this point. That's awesome. Actually, no, I have a question for you since we're talking about this. Um, so I I also have a spreadsheet that I I a spreadsheet that I designed uh for my matches as well. Like it breaks it down by archetype and like win percentage in game ones and twos win percentage in uh sorry <coughs> win percentage in game ones win percentage in games two and threes uh-huh. but i struggle with like at what point do you just clear that list and start fresh because like the, the, the deck has changed you know what i mean like yeah that's why bed, that's why i gave it in, up like that, sorry go ahead i think I said that. That's why I gave it up. I was doing the same thing with Sneak and Show, but then I added a third color for Nahiri, and I'm like, well, this is clearly not the same deck anymore. I don't right. feel right using this data. Yeah. I mean, Jerry, if you keep your old data and get rid of your new data, though, you have much better numbers. <laughs> I will say Nahiri was fucking amazing in this tournament. Oh my god, I love. That's why you top eighted, right? Oh yeah, I see the deck list. It's uh. uh excuse me, my losses. Wait, hold on. All oh, my losses Sorry, were in the top eight. They're literally so, uh, in the top eight. I so, could not have lost. Better uh, so you lost to you lost to skilled players, is what you're saying? Huh. I would like to say that I just was like the final. I was the final boss for just like these other players. The, just like the other 52 players in the tournament, they lost to yeah. good players. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. but no, I only lost to good players. Pat, Pat, it's Jerry not like I lost to Celso. Oh man. Any players, Jerry, I'm about to blow this whistle on you right now, man. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's just something interesting. Um, I'd, I'd be interested to talk to Adam about what he uses that for. Like, you know, because even if he has like a really cold streak, like let's say he changes the deck, has a real cold streak, it's not gonna show when he's had 600 other matches in the same spreadsheet. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I would definitely call this a very different deck from the traditional elves that we're mm-hmm. familiar with. Yeah, totally. Like, I mean, I, this is traditional elves I'm familiar with personally because before natural or cradlehoof was a thing. Elves was very similar, except you're ramping into Emrakul, and sometimes you had a concurrent crossroads to ignore the fact you didn't get to attack on that first turn, you cast it. Yeah, and Mirror Entity is the way to run over your opponent. Oh, too. yeah. Mirror Entity, you just basically go infinite. Oh, yeah, I do remember the White Splash for Mirror Entity back in the day. Yeah, it, it used to mainboard like a Gag Teague, it used to mainboard Mirror, sometimes Mirror Entity, not often, not all the time, but sometimes. Was it also, like, um, Chameleon Colossus? Didn't that cease in some No, it literally just wanted to, like, Glimpse in through its deck and draw Emrakul and cast Emrakul. Yeah, it ran it crop a, rotations a because you couldn't deck. legend rule because you couldn't legend rule a uh, Gaia's cradle. It ran crop rotations like two cradle or whatever. Yeah, it was like three cradle and then like three crop rot ish. Um, and like the natural order decks, if I remember correctly, more like your tempo decks that just happen to have 
Natural War is a win con, right? Yeah, like no bug, no rug, and no ban. Right. So actually, I'm kind of happy to see elves like have an iteration like this that did well at like a. This wasn't a huge tournament or anything, but like did well in like a competitive tournament. Like a lot of these guys we see in the top eight here, like they do well at large tournaments. Like Zach Turgeon has a lot of top sixteen finishes. Thomas Smiley got second place in the large SCV event, SCG event, or uh, third place or whatever. Um, Josh Shisio has done consistently well in the Northeast. Uh, Adam Wallace has done you know top thirty two to a bunch of events up here, if not top aided, and. Caleb, as far as local player goes, he top eights a lot of like local 1Ks. We get the same competitive crowd. So, it's very competitive meta here, and Adam did very well with a deck that's much similar to, much more similar to the old style elves than what we're used to these days. Yeah. Do you think that's kind of what elves has to adapt to uh, in this new meta? I think in the new meta with so much Crixus Delver and so many more decks trying to grind out a win, being trying to rely on like resolving a natural order to just kill him right on the spot is not the way you want to go. That's it. It's negative card advantage. This deck is like 100% card advantage, so it can go toe to toe with decks like Grixis Delver with like a ton of removal, discard, forcible stuff like that. Like check pile again, ton of discard, forcible removal stuff like that. I think this deck is just great for the current meta right now compared to the original Elves deck. Like one forcible can stop you in your tracks. This one doesn't give a crap. Yeah, like you, you you easily just keep putting out threat after threat after threat after threat, and you just keep spamming guys until. Oh. Your opponent has to deal with it, or they just lose. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and also like the the natural order targets like aren't as great as they kind of used to be too. Like, I mean, crater off is crater off, but that's like the obvious one. But like most of the sideboards I see nowadays of natural order elves are like very very light at other targets. Like it's pretty much just like yeah. progenitus, and that's it. Well, I mean, progenitus is great in the uh, the Esper Stoneblade matchup. Oh my god, you should see that card in, like, turn two against us for Stoneblade. I'm trying oh, to think yeah. of who that was I saw that against recently. Um, oh, fuck. Jerry, were you there that night? Uh, no, I, I don't recall. No, you weren't there? Oh, no. I think I posted a picture on Twitter about this. <laughs> don't remember that event. <laughs> Someone that was an Esper Stoneblade player at our local meta a couple, uh, couple weeks yeah, ago, you know? It was a turn two progenitus, okay? It was a turn two progenitus on the play. <laughs> I literally got an island's ponder, and he played progenitus. <laughs> was his opponent Mary G or something like that? Yeah, I, something like uh, that. Yeah, oh, he was uh, a certainly a Mary G, for real. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've never hated Fatal Push more than that moment. <laughs> I have, like, two Fatal Push in hand, and I'm staring down at Progenitus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I the only other... I got a picture I posted on Twitter for everyone that's listening. <laughs> <laughs> the only other the only other target that I really, really like, too, as of recently, is Rurikthar, because against oh, some of the combo yeah. decks, you just, like, win. Auto-win. You, like, turn yeah. to a Rurikthar against combo on, like, the draw, even? <laughs> lose. Sure. Pro Brainstorm, you're dead? Cool. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, well, card casting, it's not that hard, too, because, like, especially if you're set up where your mana base has a Taiga and, like, give the Virtual Rangers to get your red and Deathrite Shamans, like, six mana is not really that big of a deal. Yeah, I remember playing uh, Blue-Black Reanimator against an Elves player with the Rurikthar out and just looking and like, huh, to reanimate my Grizzlebrand, I have to lose 14 life. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> My my favorite one was against Jund, where I put I put Rurikthar in, and uh, he's staring at Rurikthar. He's thinking about it, and he tanks and decides, all right, I'm gonna play my second land, and I'm gonna play Sylvan Library. I'm like, all right, take six. And he like stares at the card again, <laughs> he stares at his Sylvan Library. I was just like, yeah, scoop. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that'll the do it. Double bolt it to kill it. Oh, oh my god! You dealt six damage to kill my creature. Take twelve. That's fine. <laughs> Not only that, but it's a two for one. You had to use two bolts on one Rurik Thar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I haven't got to the scenario where like I got somebody because they forgot it had reach. <laughs> oh yeah, it does have reach. <laughs> It's like attack yeah. with insectile aberration. That's cool because that's why it doesn't el- get elves. You're like, all right, block. <laughs> Do you want to trade six life and a lightning bolt? For... <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna end well. Pretty. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. So that was the rest that top. Of, yeah, uh, the rest of the top eight is pretty straightforward. At, well, I, I mean, we can go a little bit further into Zach's deck if we want, but uh, I just wanted to point out in the Maverick list uh, that top eighted, we see our friends from our devastation, Runamap. How do you Ram Ramunap? Ramunap. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, you got to get someone else to say it for you, buddy. Crucible. Yeah. Sorry, you can't Crucible. keep doing this. Crucible of Worlds on a stick. Yeah, Pat, could you say the name of that creature for him, please? <laughs> Rem- Remina- do it. I Remina- believe it's pronounced Chains of Mephistopheles. I wish. <laughs> That's the two oh, and a green. I would give for Vegas of the Chains. That's a two, uh, and, a gre- two and a green uh, for a two, three, Naga Cleric. You may play land cards from your graveyard. Yeah, yeah so what's better than Crucible? A Green Sun Zenith Crucible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was playing against another deck during the tournament who got that out and uh, was running... Uh, oh, is this actually the person that I also played? Yes. Oh, my, I also lost to this person. Oh, no, I beat this person. I beat Tim. <laughs> Anyways, he got the uh, Ramu Nap <laughs> Excavator out oh, uh, with a Green Sun Zenith and then was just ghost quartering me into a oh, that's <laughs> delicious. Oh, that's yeah. Oh, yeah. Plus, he's also running Renegade Rallier, so he can just grind <laughs> people into the dirt. He's <laughs> just like, Wasteland you, Renegade Rallier, return Wasteland, Wasteland you again, uh, hit you for three, <laughs> play the Excavator. Now I have a, it's, you know, it's a 2-3, so it's not the best, but just the value you get off of recurring uh, Wastelands and uh, Ghost Quarters is just insane. I mean, as far as against a lot of decks, like, if you're running, like, Pyroclasm, Kozlex Return, Sudden Shock, like, all those cards miss this. You have to yep. two-for-one on yourself with those cards in order to get this card. Yeah. So if you're being, like, trapped, getting cut off red sources because they keep ghost-quartering you, like, that becomes a real problem for your deck in uh-huh. answering the rest of their board. So it's definitely relevant. Yeah, for sure. I'm surprised there's no Tireless Tracker in the 75, because that's also a sweet card yeah. in the shell. I just feel like they don't have room. Like, probably you'd have to end up cutting Knight of the Reliquary for Tireless Tracker. I mean, it's... Nah. it's a, it's a different win condition, but is it better than night? I'm probably looking to cut, like, Aethalia in this deck list. You think so? Yeah. yeah I guess you are running four the green Your green there's four of them. You're trying to hit most of your three mana creatures. Like, Thalia just makes that real tough. Even if you're yeah. trying to hit, like, a Gag Teague off it, like, granted that shuts down your future green Sun Zenith, but if you're trying to hit, like, a Gag Teague, like, now it's, like, four mana, that can be tough. So yeah, I'm probably I mean, looking plus, to cut, like, a green Aethalia. Plus they probably... It's pretty high as far as uh, non-creature spells compared to something like Death and Taxes. Um, like Death and Taxes runs basically like four Aether Vial, four Source to Plowshares. So it it really maximizes the Thalia. You know, the uh, equipment they're cheating into play. This two Abrupt Decay, four Green Sun, four Source to Plowshares, and a Sylvan Library. 
You're yeah. running a, 11 cards that get hit by Thalia. Yeah, I mean, they're only running two Stoneforge Mystics, so they're not even heavy onto, like, their, like, equipment plan. Like, granted, oh, they're not yeah. running Barrow Skull, which may, obviously would be, like, really difficult. But, I mean, they're running, like, a Sword of Fire Knights, a uh, Umazawa's Jite, uh, two Erupt K. Like, a lot of these cards, like, they're lo- you're looking at, like, four and five mana to cast them, like, through with Thalia, and it's just, that gets tough. Yeah, my guess is, like, they probably swap maybe for this tournament or the one before, like, the Renegade Rallyer might have used to be a tireless tracker. And I probably just wanted to see what the Grey Raid recursion looks like versus a card draw off your land drops, which is really sweet, especially when you have Night of the Reliquary giving you extra land drops and extra clues. Yeah. I mean, if I had to guess, I would say that Maverick lost against All in Red because yeah, All in Red was... I don't know if All in Red was the first place seed or not. If they were first place, if Zach was first place going into the top eight or higher up on the Maverick one, um, then... Uh, I... The only one I know is I think Adam was like last place seed because he drew into top eight. Uh, I don't think Adam could be last place because Caleb's blow him, right? Oh, I mean, no, okay, I, never mind. I think I'm reading this wrong. Because <laughs> if Adam was a higher seed and lost, then he would have gotten uh, seventh instead of eighth, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Never mind. I don't know. Math is difficult. We've already. I've always been horrible with top eight shit, with all top eight stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. So do we want to go to the MKM series, or do you just want to go to questions from the listeners? It's getting to be over that, like an hour and 12 minutes. Yeah, do we have a lot of questions from the listeners? Not a lot of real questions. <laughs> we do have a couple. We do have I'm a couple st- real questions, but not too many. Okay. I'm yeah. still going strong. I don't know why you guys want to wrap this up. Because, uh, because... Because no one wants to listen to you. Because talk Pat for two needs hours, to record Jerry. on Mondays because he has a very long day Tuesday. That's why. <laughs> every day, every day is a long day when you're an asshole like me. Uh, all right, let me just scroll past all these fucking gifts. Uh, <laughs> there are a lot uh, of gifts. Steve, Steve, we're gonna do the justice challenge at some point. Uh, we maybe need this, we, maybe this week. I don't know. We'll we see. need Lion's Eye Diamonds and Doomsdays. I bought the rest of the deck. I'm just not <laughs> spending money on freaking Doomsdays. <laughs> I mean, are they expensive? The good thing about the good thing about the Magic Online cards is like you're trading and stuff. When you trade with stores and stuff, like the buy prices are often very close to the sell prices. Yeah. So true. usually you spend like the twenty dollars on Doom Bay, Doomsdays to get them in the first place. You <laughs> you're probably gonna get like eighteen back for them. You know, like yeah. I think the Doomsdays came out to like twenty five. The big one is the Lion's Eye Diamonds because Lion's yeah, Eye Diamonds are like they're like twenty bucks each. So yeah. as soon as someone lets me borrow some Lion's Eye Diamonds, we'll do that challenge. Time to throw up a GoFundMe, guys. <laughs> I'm not throwing up a GoFundMe for Lion's Eye Diamonds. <laughs> I know the um, that guy Jasper that always posts on the page saying he's streaming Storm. I think Saturday mornings or whatever. Oh, I know yeah, he I said he has like the Lion's Eye Diamonds, and he and I know he also suggested he could stream with you. Which oh. is not okay because no, he's not a Labor Legacy host that owes the fans. Patrick, <laughs> I don't um, owe anything to anybody. I'm sorry, I just don't. You put up a vote. Oh man, that sounds like a heel turn to me. Doomsday was on that vote. Whether or not I, you put I, it there, yeah, I didn't. Is irrelevant. Did. If you didn't want it there, you should have made it so people could not add poll options. You done fucked up. You yeah. owe the fans. I owe them nothing. And actually, we we gave you a freebie because now Jerry owes the fans. That's true. Yeah. Jerry should that, owe the fans, though. Jerry hasn't done anything for anyone, ever. And oh. that's why neither of those schmoes are the people's host. Thank you very much. <laughs> Mike, you are right, not. So, 
questions. I do a lot for people. Yeah, let's uh, so go back to them questions. Steven, we will, we will get there. We're figuring out some of the uh, the logistics there, but we will get there. Uh, he also asked when I'm going to stop playing Blue Red Delver, and the answer is never. Blue Red Delver for life. Um, Chris, uh, I think you skipped. I think you skipped selectively and play a real deck. Oh yeah, sure. However, he did also add hashtag Astral Slide. So <laughs> that is but, a real deck. And hashtag Aaron and Kate feel yeah. the love over here. Yeah, Astral Slide was a real deck when Windows ninety five came out. Like, wow, <laughs> really, Bears? You gotta, I get to be like that. <laughs> hashtag it. <laughs> I would um, say what actually came out when Astral Side was a real deck, but I'm not going to go there because that was a shit operating system. Anyway. <laughs> hey, Chris, Chris Chihi has a has a real question. He says, uh, you are coming to Pittsburgh, so what kind of sweet food do you want me to show you? Oh, can, and, can, we, make, can we make that announcement, Pat, about uh, the special news? Oh, yeah. Well, we'll do that at the end of the episode. We'll do the end of the episode. All right. All right. We'll announce it at the end. Um... Uh, so he wants to know what kind of food do we want down there, and where can we drop Jerry off in the shady parts of Pittsburgh so we can have hey. sell so as a full-time host? <laughs> listen, listen, Chris, uh, I lived in Maine, South Worcester for five years. While you, you may have, <laughs> while you may have adopted, I was from the streets, street cred. Yeah, huh? yeah he, Jerry was yeah, Jerry right on the streets. Had streets like, where he lived. That's the streets that he had. <laughs> I got a rap sheet. I moved here from Brooklyn and Harlem. I think I get to judge your street cred every day of the week. I have also lived in Maine South. You live I, where the rich people live. Right I next poked to a Chicago. body with a. I poked a dead body with a stick once. Yeah, it was a yeah, squirrel. Con- conversely, I think our <laughs> friend Adam lives in South Maine. An episode of Friends, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> um. What what uh, type of food do we want to, to? What is Pittsburgh known for? Are there any culinary delicacies of Pittsburgh? They're known for being the steel city, so I don't want to go to a steel factory. I'm sorry, <laughs> whatever they eat there, I don't want it. They're known like, for being really hilly. Uh, that's all I got for you. Like oh. what? Is, yeah, what is? What is, is it Pittsburgh's does, is it going to compete compete for hilliest city in the U.S.? Oh, uh, maybe. <laughs> I think you mean Minas Tirith, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rrr, There's a lot of like, German and Polish food out there. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, uh, they're known for sandwiches that have a lot of meat in it. I only know that because I, I googled it. I can okay. get behind that. I mean, sandwiches with a lot of meat in it sounds good. <laughs> of course, uh, yeah. I was gonna make I was gonna make a foot long sausage joke, but we're gonna we're gonna yeah, like on. a foot long, <laughs> heavily meated up sandwich. <laughs> Oh boy! Um, so and, Chris, and, and, Chris, Polish delis. So his, I, I'll yeah. get some Polish food. His Chris, serious, show his us serious, some of that. His serious <laughs> question was, "What deck should he play?" I think he should play Omni Show personally, but that's just me. I think I, people should play what they're most comfortable with, and I'll always stand by that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I mean, he's Chris, had results of the deck. That's why I recommend it for him. And also, yeah, I think it's probably just good right now. As a guy that's played Omni, he probably should play like the Snake and Show with the Omni tells in that list. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And the Wishboard. Yep, that's that's what I'm going to be building. I think not for it's that. It's a event, deck you just. It's a deck you just. That's a deck you just want to net deck whatever the best possible is. Don't follow Jerry's advice and just. You don't even know what my lucky. advice was. You don't, you don't know what my advice was. Maybe Jerry in mentor. No, Jerry that's me. That's me. I cut the moat. Listen, I came to my senses. I cut the moat. <laughs> <laughs> I realized it just wasn't. It wasn't going to happen. Double white was too hard. I still think oh. it makes. In theory, in theory, it was okay, but in practice, Mo was an MVP <laughs> when I played my black-white Dutch sex build in the well, yeah, when you could actually, Las Vegas. Yeah, when that you could actually was great. cast it, 
it's you should be playing you... more mode. That's what you should be doing. But not. Can I just tell you the other night uh, while we were on our honeymoon last week, we were laying in bed and we were trying to figure out the people we could borrow three other tabernacles for, so he could properly build Dutch stacks. So I <laughs> oh, don't get to take him seriously about pooping on mode. <laughs> oh my god! I hear Dutch stacks and I think of shin kicking competitions. That's what. <laughs> Stephen does ask, uh, how do Kate and Aaron feel? So what do you guys think about 12 posts in the current meta? I think it depends on what build. Um, if we're going to talk mud posts, I really like mud posts right now. I mean, I started out, I lost out, I tilted hard, but I started out at 1K last month 4-0 with mud posts. It can be real good against the right decks. The only thing that I hate running into is Colgan's command. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, Chalice at one, Trinisphere, like, it's smooth, and they can't do anything once they start casting big spells, which, mm-hmm. after I have a Trinisphere and Chalice down, it's it's smooth sailing, I, so, I was, I'm loving my, mud. Yeah. No, and I'm I'll, loving my post, and it even makes show and tell easy, because my life total's never 20, so, I'm like, <laughs> and we're cool, <laughs> cute, me too, bro, Pithy Needle, name, sneak attack, oh, show and tell, go ahead, sweetheart, guess who's Emrakul attacks first, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's feeling real good right now. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> For me, 12 posts, like standard 12 posts, not mud. Um, that deck's not great position right now, personally. And that's, I'm, I'm speaking from like the green white uh, build. And actually, like with how much Grixis Delver is in the meta, that deck is horribly positioned right now. Because like your Python needles aren't safe from their like Colgon's Man, their Brepticase, things of that nature. They run Wasteland, they have extremely aggressive wide clocks, and they have like death rights to fix their mana, like. They have a fishing clocks and Delver and Gurmag Angler, so like a tabernacle is no longer a great answer. It could just be the build that I was playing is slightly off, and I need to fix it a little bit. But I, I, I was not very, I was not very confident in that sex ability to play in this meta. I agree with Aaron on the green white build. I've taken it out a couple times since all the big changes regarding miracles, and it just uh, it feels too clunky right now. Um, I still, I'm thinking mud actually has a lot of potential. Um, not the traditional Forge Master builds, maybe, but the ones I've been on need a little tweaking, and I actually think you can see Mud doing really well. Uh, it's not so much a budget deck anymore, unfortunately, so I don't think we're going to see a lot of people picking it up, but mm-hmm. I love it, and I actually think it, it has potential. So okay. crossing my fingers that I didn't spend all that money on my metal worker playing that for no reason. <laughs> so, so, Jerry, how do you feel about Colagon's Command? I mean, I think it's good. I, I think it's better when you're flashing it back with Snapcaster Mages. Um, I wish I had picked them up earlier. I was literally looking at them for, like, $2, and I remember Maddie Studios tweeted out, it's like, this card's really good, you guys should pick it up. And I'm like, nah, I'll get it later. And now it's, what, like a $16 card? Last so, I checked it was 8 but I haven't followed it since it was heavy in modern, so... Sounds like Jun was still a real deck in modern. Uh, if only we had a mysterious tool that would tell us the prices of things. All right, while Jerry's doing that, um, Sean asks <laughs> what our favorite artifact is to have stolen by Dak Faden. That's uh, that's, funny, uh, that, that, that's, uh, only get, that's only if you play artifacts, right? Who plays no, artifacts? I, I, I never well, play artifacts. Artifacts are for tools. Please My tell fa- me somebody stole one of your Blightsteel Colossuses with Dak Faden. Please tell me this happened. I actually don't run Blightsteel in my build, because I don't play Forgemaster. Uh. So, thank God no. Thank God no. I've actually never really had Dak Faden steal anything from me, mainly because people are dead by then. <laughs> yeah. My favorite is when it stole my Phyrexian Evoker, naming Deathrite Shaman. Oh, yeah. That's great. That, I posted uh. that 
I posted that online. I was playing against Tezzerator with Dak Faden, and I had Pithing Needle on Thopter Foundry, so he stole my Pithing Needle. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> sure. Good for you. Yeah. Did you think that I, think I had to my... rename, like, rename the needle? No, you don't get to. It stays in play. No, no, I know, but I was I was assuming maybe that's what your opponent thought he was going to do. Yeah. I, think I, I had my it. lodestone golem stolen by Dak Faden and got beaten down with that and like monastery mentor. It was not pretty. <laughs> my favorite thing I ever stole with Dak Faden is Sword of Fire and Ice because if it hadn't happened in that exact moment, then Dak Faden can't uh, target it anymore. <laughs> so it's like Dak Faden can always target Sword of Fire and Ice. It doesn't get pro red, bro. Oh yeah, that's not. It's the creature. Yeah, <laughs> there's that. I was thinking of Jerry Gate. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> So in paper, Colgon's command is a I mean, deck, card right now. The Dak Faden's probably still going to die if it gets hit with a Sword of Fire and Ice. Oh, absolutely. I'm going straight for Dak Faden if I get that <laughs> <Yeah>. chance. <laughs> you stealing you steal- my Sword of Fire and Ice was not pleasant for me. You stealing yeah. my Frexion Invoker was not pleasant for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Dak Faden was in your deck, so I didn't name Dak Faden. I think I named Thing that I used to be a smartass. <laughs> uh, I forgot this was in reference to actual events. <laughs> well, I also have so I also got um, a Frexian Invoker and an Aether Vial stolen from me against uh, that stupid Grix and Steve's deck when I pulled Death and Tax up for like, the first time in months. Played against Grix and Steve's twice, got trashed by it. Yeah, uh, stealing Mox Diamonds is also fun. <laughs> yeah, um, what about yeah. the how good. about the Chalice question? What? What about what about that Chalice? Was, yeah. What was the biggest Chalice as you the guys casted? The largest number you've cast Chalice for. The largest I've, I've casted for was two. I've 100% casted it for five before, what? so I didn't have to worry about Force of Will. When I've gone infinite, I'll sometimes drop Josh it for Sissio, five. Actually. What? It was against Josh Sissio, too. You beat him that Yeah, game. I mean, I've done it more than once when I've gone infinite and someone's like not scooping and I'm paranoid. I really genuinely feel like I've casted it for a larger number, but I can't remember a specific instance. I really have this memory of casting it for like seven or eight, but I can't remember why. <laughs> I got it. This goes infinite. I have all the mana I want and, so, I and say, I won't a... die. If you have an ensnaring bridge out, sometimes I, I can't win just on the infinite. Mm-hmm. So I'll do stupid shit like that. So you're just locked out until I, you know, find a way to kill you. <laughs> I've had a cast for six against me because they knew I had, uh, like, a Worm Coil engine in hand. What were you playing? When do you uh, run Worm Coil? I love Worm Coil. Show, Counterbalance, Top, Mentor, yeah. whatever that deck was he played. Yeah, Aaron knows Mentor it. Helm or whatever. That was no, hilarious. I, I, I love Grixis, like, Grixis Welder. Like, have Goblin Welder, Baleful Strix, Worm Coil engine, Value Town. I love that. Feels so good. Drawing cards, making three threes, bringing back Worm Coil Engine. It's awesome. <laughs> if only those decks always went that way. Yeah, unfortunately they don't. <laughs> That's a rare instance when it happens. Turns out a 1-1 one, one for one mana is real weak in Legacy. Very <laughs> fragile. Uh, but yeah, well, also the problem is, is like I do those things, and the only time I am ever able to do those things is because my opponent can literally do nothing, at which point my opponent's like, why aren't you just attacking me with the goddamn worm coil engine and ending the game? <laughs> like, because I can make so many three threes this way. Look at way. all the value I'm getting. <laughs> so I'm curious. Bears has hinted at a story. I want to know Bears' story. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I'm, I'm playing Mud, and I'm playing against Oops Call Spells. And we go to game three. So I... I Turn one, chalice him for zero and for one right away to at least slow up the, like, lotus petals and, like, the, you know, the dark grits and the things like that. So 
he's like staring and just playing this draw go game. But unfortunately, because my hand was, I had to mulligan and I didn't have a lot of cards. Like I had a metal worker, but not much to do. So I kept attacking with metal worker for a while. <laughs> and he decides he gets enough mana to cast like, I think he goes like spirit guide, spirit guide, mana morphos for like red blue and then cast narc amoeba. And he started attacking me with Dark Amoebas. So we're having this weird battle going on. Like, he's just pinging each other. So then I finally get to a point where I get enough mana on the board. I'm like, alright, fine. Uh, let's challenge for four so you can't dread return me either. <laughs> wow. And, and, like, and then he just couldn't do anything from there. And he just died eventually to, like, I think I found Lodestone. Or no, I didn't get Lodestone Golem. Um... Uh, Forge Master. He <laughs> killed him Forge Master. But. I mean, if all he has in play and all he can get in play is a Narc Amoeba, a 1-2 beats a 1-1 one, one all day. Especially <laughs> yeah. if 1-2 mm-hmm. start attacking first. Doesn't Narc Amoeba have yeah. flying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like we just had yeah but Narc Amoeba tries like, to go to, on defense, it can't just block a Metalworker and trade with it. It blocks and dies. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we had, we had a weird staring contest, too, because I think I had a Revoker out. I forgot why I named with it, but like... I couldn't attack my Revoker into the Narc Amoeba, so then like, I was like, alright, well, I guess I'll just keep attacking with Metal Worker for a while. <laughs> Metal Worker, best beat stick. <laughs> to be fair, I totally have actually won by being someone with a Metal Worker because of Insaring Bridge. <laughs> 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 and so, like, all of my chalices are out, there's a Trinisphere, they're literally not able to do anything, and I'm just like, beat you for one, beat you for one, will you scoop alright, beat you for one. <laughs> Um, I like Tom's question. What are the best cards of each card type in Legacy? Oh my god. Well, this, that's, that's like a whole episode. Now, I, I say we just run down the list real quick, make it short and sweet. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, just just pick it and then go on. Alright, let's go, let's go around the room. Whose question is this? Tom Smiley's. Oh, Tom, you son he, of a bitch. Hey, hey. <laughs> You respect your betters. Let's play guess what Kate's going to say for land. Yeah. All right. Let's, so let's start, start off with... with something spicy. Enchantments. Best, the best enchantment? Best enchantment right. in Legacy. Pat, go. Uh, I say... All right, Sil- Celso, go. Silv- Sylvan Library. <laughs> Ooh, good choice. Sylphiaric Vortex. Ooh, mm. Vortex is good, too. I hate that card so much. I like that card Fuck a lot. You. Vortex. I changed my mind. Vortex. Kate, <laughs> okay, go. Uh, that new one that hasn't come out yet, Arcane Adaptation from Ixalan, I want that one. Oh, God. What's All right, Jerry. Again? No, no, no. We're it's, not, the, we're it's, actually... the, it's, it's the one that makes... It's the it makes all card types, types the same creature type. Oh, and... yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, my heart wants to say moat. <laughs> well, I was going to say sneak attack. <laughs> no, it's... Oh, sneak attack's also good. Uh, no, I'm going to go with Chains of Mephistopheles, because I think Chains would see a lot more play if it wasn't so expensive. It, I think you probably... Eh, maybe. Maybe, but... I mean, I own three of them, and I barely play it. Earlier in this episode, you were saying you wanted Magus of the Chains. I do, really bad. Because I love if Chains can, like, shut your card draw down, plus I, yeah. good face. Oh, and I, be I a think beef, yeah. it would be, it would be an awesome card if it was, like, one and a black for a 2-1. Chains Mephistopheles was its uh, raw rules text. Oh, God, be great. that sounds... I would but, love uh, that. That sounds but delicious. Aaron, why would you want to play Magus of the Chains when you're going to w- want to play some smallpox to go over? Yeah, I was actually thinking the same thing. Yeah, I'm actually, blood, smallpox, Magus yeah, of the like, Chains. It's fine. I'm actually not huge on smallpox and chains together. All right, let's stay focused. Let's stay focused. Aaron, okay. my favorite, favorite enchantment, enchantment is the Abyss. Okay. Ooh, good choice. Good yeah. Uh, favorite sorcery? That's mm. easy for me. Show and tell, hands down. I, I don't even know. We're not talking favorites. We're talking best. When did we start right. with you? 
Best. We started with Pat last time. We're, we're starting with the best, so the best <laughs> show and the best Jerry sorcery. Jerry doesn't get to speak. Best sorcery is show and tell. I'm, I'm saying it. All right, Pat, what's your favorite sorcery? Every sorcery is an incident if you want it to be. I say chain lightning. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, all right, Salsa, what's your favorite sorcery? It's not favorite, it's best. All right, that game, Tendrils yeah, of Agony. Best. Tendrils of Agony. All right, yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah, okay. Kate. Dust, uh, Ooh, all's, all's Dust is good. That's good. Yeah. One. I feel yeah, we're me, still doing favorites. <laughs> it doesn't, you know what? Favorite is fine. Favorites is, favorites is a lot easier than best. Best would be best could be a long episode. I'm sorry, favorite mine is, is both favorite and best. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna update this question to be favorite, not best, because okay. this is obviously a very opinionated question. People have different opinions on what the best sorcery, best instant, best artifact, best enchantment, all et cetera. Are. I just so. want to remind everyone listening that everybody but me is wrong. <laughs> Everyone's um, entitled to their wrong opinion. <laughs> uh, J- Celso, what about you? Which uh, what card type? Sorcery. Sorcery. I said tendrils. Oh, yeah, tendrils. I'm sorry. Okay. All right, moving on. Creatures. Pat. Ooh, oof. Oh, yes, so spear. This uh, is not I, a hard I, question. I do enjoy casting so spear, but I think I think Grizzlebrand's my favorite creature. Uh, I'm glad you said it so I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I've never cast Grizzlebrand, but I just best, love that. So. I love that uh, card. We, from now on, we're ending the cast with a prayer to our Lord and Savior. <laughs> pay seven, draw seven. Pay seven, draw seven. Pay seven, draw seven. Pay seven, draw seven. <laughs> have you at negative life for some reason. I don't understand why. I tendrils them for a bunch. <laughs> you have to sacrifice children in between that, Jerry. Come on, what are you doing? Uh, that, that breaks the flow of the prayer. <laughs> so yeah, Jerry, favorite creature. Uh, so since I'm glad Pat took Grizzlebrand, because I actually really want to say Monastery Mentor. I jam that card and everything. <laughs> so Jerry no longer gets an opinion for the rest of this episode. Celso, what's your favorite creature? Draw seven. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, Deathrite Shaman. Well, Ooh. does it count as Planeswalker or creature? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's one mana Planeswalker ever printed. Planeswalkers can't have mana abilities. Neither can Deathrite. Damn, it is a Planeswalker. Crap. Okay, never mind. <laughs> uh, who's next? Kate? Me. I yep. really want to say Emrakul because she's my homegirl, but I'm going to say Metal Worker because that card is fucking broken. <laughs> Metal sweet. And that's not just because I want to get a tattoo of it. It really is I smell is a pattern, Kate. I smell a pattern. <laughs> you know what? I like to play with broken cards that really belong in vintage, and I just want the rest of the world to realize how good they are. <laughs> I, I actually really sure. like Metalworker art. I'm doing a tangent, Pat, sorry. But I feel Metalworker art is one of those arts that you could hang in your living room and not have to, like, explain it to your muggle friends, like, what the fuck this is. <laughs> I actually emailed the artist when I decided to get a tattoo of it, and he was, like, super... He's like, let me know if I can do anything. That's awesome. Oh, that's, that's sweet. That's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Aaron, you, Aaron. Aaron's favorite creature. Hmm? What's Aaron, going on? What's your, what's your favorite creature? Does he play creatures? Uh, my know, favorite right? creature is actually Eternal Witness. Oh, yeah. Ashley Slide. Come on. Ashley <laughs> Slide, like, The Rock, like, doesn't matter, like, <laughs> I like a lot of those strategies, which is funny because green's like one of my least favorite colors. <laughs> nice. Um. All right. So, what's your favorite instant? Ooh, can I answer this because Jerry. no one thinks of me as an instant player? I'm gonna say not of this world. Oh, not of this world's good. Not this world's that good. is a bomb card, <laughs> especially when you play mud. <laughs> yeah, it's very um, you can't do anything. You're dying to a tendrils of agony. Continue. 
<laughs> uh, I'm going to just have to give the lip service. I'm just going to have to say Brainstorm. Someone's got to say it. Yeah, Brainstorm's good. Legacy yeah. would not be the format it is without Brainstorm. I do love casting me some Brainstorms. All right, Celso, what's your favorite? Well, does Chain Lightning count, or is that Pat's favorite? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty um, sure I already picked that one. Can't repeat it. Yeah. Well, damn. Well, Brainstorm's it. off the board, so I guess, uh, man, my favorite's probably going to be... All right, I'm going to go with Dark Ritual. Ooh, oh, good, good choice. That's a good one. That's a good one. Who's up now? Me? Uh, yeah. uh, we're, out of, go... we're out of order. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with Spinning Darkness. Ooh. <laughs> with the spice over here, jeez. Uh, that that I'm card gonna... got me when I, I was playing Pox for a very long time. That card won me and saved me in a lot of games. It, it's one of my favorites as a result. It's a, gar- uh, it's a card when you think like, back on it, you would think it's a sorcery. But nope, it's an instant. Yep. Uh, my favorite instant is Price of Progress, and I smashed a mud player with it online the other day, which was hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> they continue to aggressively play non-basics after I flip my Delver with Price of Progress. And wow, I that's for, I killed him ballsy. If I think someone's playing Price of Progress, I'm like, where's my damn metal worker? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty great. Um, that or Chalsa, too. too. What else we have left? Lands, Planeswalkers, and Tribal. Lands, Planeswalkers, and Artifacts. We're not doing Tribal. Everyone says Bitter Blossom. That's a card type. No, (laughs) Bitter Blossom is not the only Tribal card in the format. Thank you very much. I literally already made Tribal cards. Tarfire. What's that stupid Merfolk one? Um, Crap. I'm pretty sure all all Merfolk are pretty stupid, but go on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, so favorite uh, favorite land? Wasteland, I'm saying it. Okay, Jerry, I so already said it. Fun. Kate. Popos. Come on. Okay, yeah, I don't know why I asked. Pat. <laughs> um, <laughs> basic Island. <laughs> Our basic, for sure. Uh, Salso. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm dedicating this answer to Jerry and Caracas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Wasteland takes care of Caracas. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go strip mine. Wait till mine. you get to Artifact. And he needs Ooh, to strip mine is sweet. <laughs> strip mine is so delicious. Crucible, strip mine, fast bonds. That's my jam. That's what's <laughs> up. What legacy? What legacy are you playing that allows strip mine? I don't play legacy with strip mine. I play vintage with strip mine. Too. The question is, what are like? Not only have we gone from what are the best oh, cards legacy. Might see, Look at that. So now we're just doing what are your favorite cards? <laughs> Tell me some card names. <laughs> uh, well, oh, okay. Land, strip mine. Damn it. Lads play strip mine in the form of ghost quarter. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, because when you ghost quartered your burn opponent twelve times, now it's a strip mine. <laughs> Um, Guys, off. We're off topic. We're off topic. Yeah, ghost quarter your opponent, your Delver opponent, it becomes strip mine. Yeah, I'll probably just play with wasteland then. I'm gonna follow up with Jerry. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I hate all of you. <laughs> uh, planeswalkers, let's do this. Celso, go. And this is a tough one. Uh, yeah, better than all, Jace the Mind Sculptor. Yeah, that's pretty good. You know what's better than Jace the Mind Sculptor? Ugin, who takes out your Jason the Mind <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Aaron, go. Nicol Bolas. Which one? I really like the spicy... Did Nicol you see Bolas that? Walker, the original. Did you see that picture I posted uh, about the Tezzerator player who slams the new Bolas? Man, that thing is brutal to play against. It's a fucked if you do, fucked if you don't card right there. Uh, what about you, Pat? Um, I, I have like I want to say Jace, but someone's already said that. So let's see. What's the like the I guess like Tezzeret 
has really has really killed me so has, like fucked me up pretty bad sometimes. So we'll say Tezzeret is pretty good. Man, but I can't. My, be- my heart says Jace. I can't believe this wields. I'm I'm honored. I can't believe no one picked Liliana. Really, guys? Yeah, I, I think she's overrated. It's what? Good. Shut up. Get out. She's better than Jace, I would say. Especially. Oh in, like, come on, up. Liliana oh, is a brainstorm. Come and on. Is- no, I'm gonna jump no. with Jerry. I'm gonna agree with Jerry. Moment in history. <laughs> I, how, I can't agree with either one of you. Jace is definitely better. No. Yeah. Jace uh, actually why is can Jace win the game. Cut, Jace why is Jace getting cut out. from every deck though? What? Like Tom? Tom wasn't running Jace. Tom wasn't running Jace. Uh, we were seeing before Miracles got banned, Miracles was dropping Jace. Jace just isn't as good as it once was. I love Jace. Don't get me wrong, but he's not the all-powerful mind sculptor he once was. I mean, I just went up to three Jace and Bug still, which has worked out, so I'm not really sure what you're referring to. Because like, in the format where it's getting slower and grindier, which we talked about earlier, Jace is like king. Like, yeah, Jace will like, beat an opponent, Jace digs you out of anything Liliana's putting you through. Like, if you choose, oh, Jace or everything else, I pick Jace. Hey, look, I still found everything else I needed, so I was able to answer Liliana. Now I'm at on board hand in hand. You lose. We're, like, we're, looking, still- we're looking for outside. Tom, I want you to set Aaron straight. Why did you cut Jace from your list? Let us know. <laughs> because Gideon's better in a Stoneblade style deck. Gideon, That's oh the my reason. god. Gideon yeah, J- Jace can't hold the Umazawa's jet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a Stoneblade-style deck, if you have Gideon suit up with shit, yeah, that's real good. I don't know. Look at look at the number of Jaces. I guarantee you the Jace count is going down if you look at his appearance in top eight decks. Right. Calling time on this, guys. We're moving on. All right. <laughs> All right. Tribal. We're not Staying doing artifact. Tribal. Fuck Tarfire. <laughs> sure. Tri- tar- everyone chooses Tarfire. I choose. No, I don't. I choose I Thieves' Fortune. Dust, <laughs> I choose Thieves' Fortune, motherfuckers. Sure, whatever that is. No one's ever yeah. heard of that card, Kate. It's a rogue instant, and it's bomb. Okay. <laughs> All right, artifact. Chalice. Ooh, okay, sniping that. <laughs> I, I mean, I played very few artifacts. Chalice is one of my favorites. Since since we're we've switched to favorites, I got to go to my bay Phyrexian Dreadnought. Oh yeah, that's good. Also, uh, I'm gonna go with Sophie. Okay. Okay. Kate got Metal Worker. I'm gonna play. I, got... I wasn't gonna answer Metal Worker. <laughs> Kate, what, what do you we got, know Kate? you were gonna answer Metal Worker. I actually wasn't. You're I getting actually... a Metal Worker tattoo. <laughs> I already answered Metal Worker though. I was gonna say Fist of Suns. Good God. <laughs> Jesus. Can I tell you when we got our spoiler oh, card Jesus. after it came out? I got really Someone drunk one night and ordered like. 30 Fist of Suns on it. <laughs> and verify. Collect the 30 Fist of Suns in the mail over the next few weeks. Oh, yeah, because awesome. I ordered them through TCG, so they were from like 30 different places. Keep in mind, when you order on TCG Player, that doesn't mean you're going to get your cards this week or next week. It could mean you get them two weeks from now. Yeah. Just a heads up. Because, because they, I, I mean, those I, things did not stop coming in. I still have a deck I really want to try with Fist of Suns. I actually really like Fist of Suns. So there. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Anyone not go? Crucible Worlds. Ooh, good choice. Uh, did we miss any card types? Tribal. We, we did tribal. tribal. Oh yeah, we all picked Tarfire. That's right. No. We'll go Doomsday. <laughs> I already answered that, and I did not say that. Rude. Rude. <laughs> Favorite um. interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite. Favorite source? legendary yeah. creature. Ooh. Favorite legendary. Favorite enchantment. Damn, I already picked my favorite one. Grizzlebrand. Merrily. Seat River Cutthroat. Before we lose steam completely, what's the next question? (laughs) 
All right, last question. One more question. Hot Dog said nope. Is intuition too much of a liability with all the surgicals running around? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say no. Uh, eh, I'm going to go with yes. Depends on how you're using intuition, I guess. So, like, the Lincoln-Baxter deck, where, like, you're really getting, like, three one-ofs, surgical doesn't really matter. Like, it's probably going to get one of your one-ofs that are important, but not really. Um, whereas, like, a deck like Tegan Show or Omni- Omnitel, where you're trying to get, like, your three of Emrakul, your three of Omniscience, your three of Show and Tell, and then jam it next turn, surgical is much more of a problem for you because you dump one in the graveyard, they surgical it, and then you lose all copies. Including the one you, in your hand you got to keep, so. I think, I think we're actually missing the important question here. Which was, is a hot dog a sandwich? Okay, no. <laughs> I have already posted this on Facebook, and I will post it again. A Massachusetts judge already ruled on this after Panera tried suing their, and Shrewsbury tried to sue their leaseholder for letting a Cadoba in, even though there's no Cadoba there. Yeah. So this has already been decided. I posted it on my Facebook and my wait, Twitter. Wait, 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 wait. When did Cadoba start selling hot dogs? That's the real question. <laughs> I mean, they sued, and they and the judge defined what legally is a sandwich. But was Not a, a hot dog was a hot dog included in that? Oh God, do you think I read the whole brief? <laughs> well, that, that's a yeah. question. Yeah, you, just, you, can't, you can't say you've been solved if you don't know the answer. <laughs> I, I said that I posted the answer. Not I read, read a headline the on the Twitter. The only part I cared about was whether a burrito was a sandwich. It, it went on to define it. I didn't care about oh, that much. A burrito's not a sandwich. A burrito's not a sandwich. And a hot dog's and... not a burrito either. <laughs> a hot dog is a sandwich, though. That's clearly No, a hot dog is not oh. a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. It is meat between two slices of bread. Okay, uh, first a, off... A bun and a hot dog is not two slices of bread. A into two pieces Jerry. of bread. And Jerry, second so of all, dumb. Have you ever had meat sandwich? It has meat and bread, so it's a sandwich. What is a pepperoni pizza now? Also a fucking sandwich. First of all, calzone doesn't count. Ca- it has to be folded. It has to be folded. Are you telling me that you if you got a roast, pizza, you if you got got a big fat piece of roast beef and some lettuce and some onions, some mayo, you put that in a slice of bread that you cut down the middle, you stuff it with all that stuff. What would you call that? I'd call that a sandwich. I don't know about you. Since when is hot dog roast beef? That's lips and assholes. You see, difference... listeners. You see, listeners, what you have to deal with. Yeah, what? The you only see? Do you see the type of meat? The only so... difference is the type of meat. All the ingredients think... are the same. No, you know Jerry. what I think I've learned after this conversation. Though. That the real question we should have addressed is thoughts on a second cast featuring that power trio from John Kerman. Because obviously we're necessary to shut down these hot dogs or sandwiches. Jerry, th- yeah, that's insane. That's a, like the, the structure of I a sandwich. I can't believe is I int- have no allies in this let regard. Me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> the structure of a sandwich, of a traditional sandwich, is integral to it being a sandwich. You can't take two pieces of bread, lettuce, tomato, and throw it into a blender and blend it up and say it's still a sandwich just because the ingredients are there. You know what I'm saying? It's the structure that defines a sandwich. The structure is the same thing with a roast no, beef sandwich. It's not. It's not. Tell it's me not. how the structure is different. Okay. Because you're, so you don't you have two have slices of bread. Blender? You don't Number have two one. slices of bread with a roast beef sandwich. Yes. Yes. What are you talking what? about? Are you talking about an open face roast beef sandwich? Like a, which is different. Are you talking about a sub? If you go down to my boy Al on State Street, Al's subs makes the best subs in all of Boston. You ask for a roast beef sandwich, he's going to take out a nice, warm, freshly oh, baked bun, got to cut it down the middle, he's going to stuff that full of meat, Jerry, I'm just gonna show that's going to be a right delicious now. sandwich. 
A sub so, is a subset of a sandwich toy type. A hot dog is not a motherfucking sub. But a hot sub is also a submarine sandwich. It's not just a sandwich. Right. Yeah. Tell, we're going to split hairs here. We're talking about our squares, rectangles, and rectangles square. Wait, so is this what a dumpster fire looks like? Because this is, this is pretty much what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I avoided this question, because I knew this was going to happen. I avoided this question, because I was like, there's no reason. You're wrong. <laughs> Listeners, yeah, back wait. up. Back me up. I want to see the Hot Dog Legion out there. I want you to all send those dancing <laughs> the Hot Dog, dog Legion. Gary, I hope male strippers come to your work who go by the Hot Dog Legion and just slap their dongs in your desk. I want that to happen so bad. I will pay for it with Patreon money. This has to be a, stri- <laughs> it has to be a stretch goal for Patreon. <laughs> I, I will support this measure. Aaron, I have very little money, but I will scrape some up to support that measure. Yeah. All right, just Let's... listeners, just keep posted for the next podcast called "Leaving a Hot Dog's Not a Fucking Sandwich." Jerry, you fucking idiot! <laughs> this My is hot why should have answered Adam's question of which creature type do you think would make the best jerky? <laughs> squirrels. Squirrels. Ew! I've had squirrel jerky. It's pretty awful. It's so tough. Mm. I grew up in a hick town. Don't judge me. Dinosaurs. They're pretty old. I'll just go with beasts. Demon will give you magic. I guess like Thrag Tusk is basically like a cow, right? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Thrag Tusk is like a a cow positioning itself on top of a boar. Yeah. Or vice versa. Sounds I'm not sure exactly how that works. You could have a roast beast sandwich. Shut right, up. This call's over. Uh, Bye guys. Which is not in a sub. Which is not in a sub roll. It's in a. Let's, all right, let's get into some sco- let's get into some scoops before I lose my mind. Wait, so when's the stretch goal to kick Jerry off the podcast? Because really, if this isn't proof, I don't know what is. Uh, you can kick me off the podcast when you guys form your own trio of legacy casts. Hey, there uh, are three of us Aaron, without you, Jerry. Pat and Celso. Uh, I think we should all stay on the call after uh, Jerry hangs up. What do you think? <laughs> I think we have uh, an endeavor to discuss. I didn't want to hang out with you guys anyways. I got I stuff mean, to do. if you guys can cast on Monday night, I'm down, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, yeah that sounds sweet. Mondays work for you, Celso. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mondays are great, right? Jerry messages Pat. Hey, Pat, you ready to record today? Oh, I recorded oh, no, yesterday. Don't worry yeah, about it, Jerry. You're good. We don't need yeah. any effort from you at all. <laughs> yeah, Jerry, if you just keep that same level of effort you've been putting into before then, that'd be great. <laughs> don't change a thing. What would you say you do here? <laughs> oh, taking boy. my stapler with me. <laughs> All right. Scoops. Uh, yeah, let's get into some scoops before we get out of here today. Uh, Aaron, who you want to scoop in this week, man? Uh, I'm just going to scoop in myself because I'm, I love me. I like it. I like it. I'm going to scoop in Celso for being the people's host. Thank you. Thank you. See? And, uh, bromance. Hashtag bromance. And I'm going to scoop in Pat for being an awesome podcast host Yay. and doing all the work. <laughs> Someone has to with Jerry's ass around here. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, how about you, Kate? Who are you scooping in this week? Let's well, not my is. husband, because he didn't want to mention me at all. <laughs> yeah, uh, for real. Kate, I'll scoop you in if you scoop me in. <laughs> I'm going to scoop Jerry in, because he has yeah. bad taste in what I sandwiches are. Um, I'm going to scoop in... Uh, I'm going to scoop in hipsters, because they have been working their butts off this summer with their Pro Tour coverage on Twitter, wow. and it is... Yeah, we were on our honeymoon last week, and I was like, oh no, we're not going to know what's going on. Just kidding. They yep. were tweeting like 
bosses last week. So I'm scooping in my editors because uh, I was working with them behind the scenes. They were doing all the work. I was just talking to them about it. And yeah, they we were, were told, like, oh, no, we don't know what's going on. Pro Tour, that standard format. Oh, no. We were so well, killed I it. Mean, they killed I liked it. it. They, they totally killed it. I mean, they were literally tweeting updates. You knew what was going on the whole time, even if you didn't have a chance to watch it, which it was over the weekend, like Saturday night at like 10 o'clock. Like a lot of people aren't even watch Pro Tour coverage. Um, and also, if you're interested in joining them, we're always looking for new writers, podcasters, video producers, or whatever you do. So you should totally hit us up. But <laughs> I totally want to scoop them in because they work their butts off. Um, and yeah, Jerry, I'll still scoop you in, even though yeah. you have bad sandwich taste. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. I'll scoop you in and hope that you'll learn what a sandwich is. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag pity scoop. Hashtag hot dog legion. Show your support, people. Get on social media. <laughs> Okay, Jerry, as a woman on Twitter who plays Magic, I'm going to tell you right now, you do not want to tweet that. <laughs> That's accurate. I'm telling you that right now. Jerry's going to get a hot dog legion tattooed across his back. <laughs> send me your send me your hot dog pics, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> At P.U. Glow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so who are you scooping in this week, man? Well, let's see. Gotta got scoop in Kate, because Kate's awesome, even though despite the uh, scooping in Jerry, you know, <laughs> things, things can be forgiven. Does this mean you're not scooping me in? <laughs> well, no, I didn't finish my scoops yet. I didn't the only finish. way Jerry's getting a top eight is if he gets double scooped in there. So. <laughs> uh, 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 I'm going to scoop Aaron. Aaron's been, been a pretty awesome dude. You know, we got, the, we got, we got a pretty strong connection going on. Uh, scoop to Pat. Pat puts in tons of hours into this podcast, so it's awesome. And the listeners should consider thinking about maybe one day tossing uh, tossing some uh, change his way on the Patreon. Just you know, quick plug because um, I do more work than Gary. I'm right here. Um, <laughs> what else? So scoop I'm still to alive. scoop to hashtag MTG Fit because because uh, MTG Fit's pretty fun. Hashtag or. Not hashtag. Another scoop into DDP Yoga. Awesome program. Even if you've done like zero and you sit on the couch all the time, you could still be successful in that program. So check it out. Uh, so, so we all know that you're just trying to master out of fellatio. It's okay. Hey, no, don't give him a hard time. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm going back and scooping you in because I forgot how proud I am of all the posts about your like journey. So fuck Jerry. Go <laughs> There we go. That's the hashtag we get going. Hashtag fuck Jerry. <laughs> no. A, what did I just tell you guys about hashtags? You're not going to like those messages. Listen to me. This is not a joke, guys. This is not a joke. I'm going to scoop in this dehumidifier for not making all my magic cards bendy. And uh, I think I got all the important things. I think. I'm pretty sure. I think I... I think I got everything that worked hard for it, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, actually, in that case, I should scoop in my washer and dryer because I was putting in some good work tonight, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, th- that's all I could probably think of, right? Well, and, and scoop into the to the, the the listeners, the Leaving a Legacy community, sans Jerry. But shout out to Leaving a Legacy <laughs> community. That, I think that's eight. That's all eight scoops. So, so uh, I guess, Are you, you know, Jerry, I- Jerry, I guess you get nine. Yeah, Are you yeah. saying I missed on breakers? Yeah, it's yeah, it's like yeah, it's like you got like dream that. crushed. Uh, you know. Oh, damn. Shame. Who's <laughs> <laughs> next? Uh, that's me. I'm gonna scoop in. I'm gonna scoop in first of all. 
Kate, Aaron, and, and Celso for coming on the cast tonight. Thank you guys so much. Uh, it was awesome having you, as always. Um, I also want to scoop in our locals who uh, top eight at the uh, TJ's event. Uh, Zach, Tom, Sissio, Adam. V- very nice job, guys. It was awesome to see that. Um, and also just the top deck app. Um, I used it to look up the event for this weekend, uh, the 1K up at gaming, etc. If you guys, uh, you know, guys and girls out there are thinking about going to an event, I highly recommend going to Etsy. They they put on awesome stuff. Um, and uh, that's it for me. And I guess like the hot dog legion, I guess. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah, make uh, sure you send up your close, up close hot dog pics to Jerry Me, <laughs> Jerry Three MRD on Twitter. MRD. <laughs> My military rations? <laughs> uh, I'm going to scoop in Kate because she scooped me in. And, I, you know, I, uh, uh, a me always pays his debts. That's, that's what they say. They say that. So I'm going to scoop Kate in. I'm going to dream crush Aaron Celso because I didn't let them on the cast. I don't know how they got here. <laughs> uh, also, yeah, to everyone who top aided the uh, TJs, but also just uh, scoop in TJs itself because it was a really well-run event. Uh, they had it at the DCU Center, and honestly, it was a great time. Like, events ran smooth, uh, plenty of space, uh, just an all-around really enjoyable time. So I can't wait for their next event, which is uh, out on uh, August 27th. They're doing another uh, Legacy 2.5K. So I hope to see other people there as well. Also, what is it? Is it next week? Is uh, the Actually, the day after this cast comes out is the Gaming Etc. 1K. Uh, Got a lot. This week, yeah. This week. Yeah, we... Yeah, we got a lot of legacy coming up. I'm excited. Yeah, give me, give me Hell awesome. yeah, it's gonna be a party. Uh, yeah. I, because we have uh, 19 hosts on tonight, I'm gonna link everybody's uh, info in the show notes. Uh, Kate, do you are you still streaming? I know you did a little bit of uh, magic online streaming, some makeup tutorial streaming. You still doing that now? I am. Um, I kind of took a break because we had the wedding and then our honeymoon, and I currently have some family stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But I should be back by the end of the summer, so uh, get ready for some good times because I'm nice. definitely going to be jumping back on stream. And if enough people can convince me, I might consider doing some standard again because standard looks a little interesting to me right now, despite being all stupid mono red. And <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm actually considering playing it because uh, there's not enough women rocking the high levels and I'm thinking about doing some grinding and getting there. Awesome. Nice. Great. Um, all right, cool. So, uh, like I said, we'll put all the stuff in the show notes and, uh, Jerry, you have a die for us to roll? I do. Wait, can we make a note on this? I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but somebody somehow pulled my request out of the, the, the song list. I'm pretty sure. What was your request? It, it me. Careless whisper. Yeah. Yeah, get the fuck out of here with that. That's so good. <laughs> Why would you pull it out? Because I'm not listening to that shit. I'm going to start... You don't have to listen to it. I am removing... I do have to listen to it because I have to edit the fucking cast. I've listened to it like two or three times. Eat a dick. Add that in. I'm going to pull out songs I don't like. That is my... That is my I've this seen was some done of the songs without you guys my knowledge. I would like the record I, to show that this was done without my knowledge. I plead the fifth. <laughs> I did not I meet with some, Russian officials. Some terrible salt. You guys are getting in the way of hearing some of Kate's choices, which have been fantastic. So thank you, absolutely. Thank you. You're welcome. You could have just been like, dude, do you have another song? I would have changed it. No, you got deleted. You got to go to the bottom of the list instead of the ceremonious rejection. Man, <laughs> damn. You no, know, you got surgical extraction, my friend. Oh, jeez. 
I mean, way to treat me like Jerry. I mean, come on. <laughs> Ouch. Well, Jerry wanted to put in a song quest to begin with, so. I hurt one my up soul. Again <laughs> All right, Jerry, roll a die, man. We're only playing good songs from now on. Objectively good songs. Number 10. Uh, Go Remy, Magic MTV, MTG Rap. I don't know what this is. We might have to Yeah, roll. yeah. You make fun of Carol's Whisper, yet you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Go, Remy, Go Remy is like, like, uh, Betty Wop, right? Because he's the Remy Boys. Uh, no, I just Googled this, and it is just a YouTube video by some random guy. Oh, I've seen this before. This actually it has bad. like it has like three hundred thousand views. It's not like a bad yeah, it's thing. Not, it's not terrible. I've seen it before. It's is it good? Fine. Yeah, it's probably fine. It's not as good ah. as mine, but we'll, we'll, not we'll, as good we'll, as your rap. All right. No, not as good as mine. Play us but, out with we'll, something we'll, sweet. <laughs> I got my black backpack and I'm ready to roll with my crew. Everybody, yeah, it's out of control. Got an itch, I'ma scratch it. Gonna be tragic, I got a big old hangover Oh yeah, we'll play it some magic So I'm busting out my cars, gonna make me some decks You gonna pack them full of spells? Baby, what you expect? Got my dice, got my sleeves, got my life count speed up You talk to any girls today? No Me neither, I'm a planeswalker, oh A master of sorcery like me vote to the dome If you ever come close to me, try me in a battle And I won't be worse You're messing with the baddest mother in the multiverse Mind no red, mind no black, blue control, stop it, greet Gonna take it down, my strategy's white, we did Tapping on my mana, I pay the entwine You've never seen a mystic wizard cast a spell, sweet as mine But I only tap planes, ain't nobody can touch I like my weenies so much, they call me Jerry Sandusky Fellas wanna play this other game? The cards are slightly smaller, I can't grab it Nah, son, we play it magic Up in first, man, I'm clamoring When I'm speaking in my sleep and when I'm stammering When I'm thinking in the sink and when I'm lathering All I'm thinking about is play magic to gathering Stoking up a new game, I'ma roll my D20 Gonna play first, oh yeah, it's gonna be funny Draw seven cards and I look in my hand I'm like a Palestinian, I ain't got no land Peel six cards, hands looks alright Look at Carl Icahn, looking for a proxy fight What, I can't use proxies? No, you can't Well, why can't I? Because unlike the state of Georgia, you ain't got a savannah Ramping growth, ramping growth Dropping land like a fool Accelerating in the trees like I got a bayou Because my deck's straight features Big fat creatures Turn them sideways and then I'm gonna beat you What you playing? Tribal cats That deck's looking stupid Call it kitty litter All you're doing is stupid Switching the fish about to get bent. I thought you only played white, Remy. Yeah, but it's Lent. Looking to buy what they got. I'll be your man. I'm your one-stop shop when it comes to contraband. Collectible foil. Best check on your island. So many $10 cards. You think that this was papyrus? Got any standard rares? This a quality good look. So much type 2, it's like a Paladin cookbook. I don't see any counter spell. My supplies are scary. Need so much permission, man, you think I was married. Attack phase. I'm using the stack in, go 187 all up on your dragon, attack in. Wait, how'd that dude get bigger? You're like Plaxico Burris, you don't understand triggers. Think I'll be defeated, better check your sobriety. Only thing that I ain't beating is my social anxiety. Drop a Sarah Angel and I'm moving fast. Tap my man or do not tap my- Alright, that is vigilant. Sorry. Up at work, man, I'm clamoring When I'm speaking in my sleep and when I'm stammering When I'm thinking in the sink and when I'm lathering All I'm thinking about is play magic or gathering 